Hello, and welcome back to Chainsaws and Claws, a killer monster podcast. I am Patrick Vicious. And I'm Rob the Cinema Drunkie. And today, uh, there are two, um, I guess the way to describe it is like, they, I mean, it's obviously the slasher and monster, but they're both water movies, if you will. And mine is uh, Adam Green's Hatchet, which I really, really, it's funny, like, when I first saw it, um, it was not at all what I expected because before it like was available to me, all you saw was like all the reviews that were like, it's a return to form for slashers. And it's like this like whole new like thing whatever. And like when I watched it, I was expecting something that was like really like hard edge and like hardcore. And then, like when it was like so like silly, I was like so taken aback. Like with the the because basically like, the the opening scene is basically just uh, the bearded fellow from Blair Witch and Freddy Krueger um, bullshitting in a boat, um, and then like they get murdered brutally but hilariously, and like there's a, literally a like bucket of blood thrown at a fucking tree and shit, and I was like, what the fuck is this movie? And then like I watched it and I really liked it. But it was like it took me like there was like definitely an adjustment period. Um, whereas like after watching it like a couple more times, I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've seen in like forever. Cause it is like it's not necessarily like a return to the form of like Halloween or like Friday thirteenth even, but it's like a return to form from like eighties like slasher movies that were like like let's say like Night of the Demons, like things like that were like kind of like tongue in cheek while also being really violent. Um so yeah, I thought I I really really like Hatchet a lot. Like I think it's like it's still to this day, uh, and I think like I'm really bummed out that like Adam Green kind of seems to have like stopped making things because like between like this and, like digging up the marrow and Frozen, like he does really good work. I just feel like he got his heart broken at some point. But like this movie fucking rules. Like I was just like I love the gore, like which is copious. I love the blood. Like I love Kane Hodder's like performance when he's playing Victor Crowley and also I guess Victor Crowley Sr. Um which is actually the first time I think I remember him actually doing like real acting acting because like he plays a, a father who just lost his son and has to like deal with the emotional ramifications of that. He does a decent enough job. He doesn't embarrass himself. That's fine. Uh but yeah like Joel David Moore, the kid from the Cosby show whose name I can't remember. Dion uh, Richmond. That's the one, yes. Um yeah, he's great. Like every in um, Harmony from Buffy, I can't remember her real name. Uh, I think it's from Mercedes McNabb. Yeah, um, she's great. Um, Bill Murray's third least talented member of the Murray family, but also still kind of talented, is in it. I think it's Joel Murray. Um, yes, yes, he's like he's good. Like uh, Robert Reichert, I think is his name. He's great. Um, like yeah, no, from top to bottom, like everybody in the movie. Is really funny and like I'm also really glad to see them die because they die in the coolest fucking ways humanly possible. Like pretty much across the board. Like it's like all the kill scenes are fucking awesome. Like it's like I think it's funny. It's like this came out in like I think 2006. It yeah, was mid 2000s. 2006, 2007, yeah. Yeah, it was mid 2000s, and um, so it was the same time as like Saw and everything um, was like taking over the universe, and like I like. The, I feel like the thing that makes it kind of more of a throwback is it's like the return to kills being just like fun times, like over the top, 
balls to the wall gore rather than like trying to initially like frighten you but just kind of like be like oh hey look at this awesome idea we had of like oh there's also somebody die in a horror movie by like a belt center of the face let's do that like never seen somebody get their head twisted all the way fucking around let's do that like it's just like so it's just like and it's all i think uh beekler did the effects yeah and they're fucking rad as shit like all of them are so fucking cool like and hold up really because again it's been like 16 years or whatever since that movie came out and like they hold up like i can't believe anything recently that has even come close to just being as fucking awesome as they are so yeah no i i don't know what you feel about hatchet but i fucking love hatchet yeah no i do i, I really do fucking love hatchet like i don't even i don't even know how i heard about it like i think because i remember buying uh the dvd from uh uh fye the fye that used to be around me um and I, I I I think that was just a blind buy. Like I I don't even recall if I ever heard about the movie prior to me seeing it there. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know that kind of thing. And then it's got Kane Hodder in it. Uh, like I said, uh, Dion Richmond, Bud from the Cosby Show. Um, you got like you mentioned Joel David Moore, who uh, I knew from Dodgeball. Yep. Uh, and I, 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 that, but yep. <laughs> yeah, I I liked him in Dodgeball. And um, I was like, eh, you know, why not? Fuck it. And I took it home and I, I watched it. Like, yeah, like that that opening scene, you got uh, Robert England in there and uh, Josh from uh, Blair Witch. How did how could you not remember his name? Because uh, they and <laughs> Blair they scream his name a million fucking times. In well, no, I was just I was, I was just I was just making the distinction between the two dudes in Blair Witch. One is bearded and one is not. So I'm I'm just stating the bearded one. <laughs> No, like to me, it's Josh and the other dude because we all know Josh because they they scream his name so many times. Josh, Josh. No, I remember Josh, Josh and Heather. I can't remember the other guy's name either. But um, I, I think it's like Michael or something. I think it's Mike. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, I, I can never forget Josh and shit because Heather screams Josh a thousand fucking times in that movie, especially when he goes missing. Um. And yeah, like uh, I also didn't recognize him at first. Remember, like, when I first saw the movie, I didn't know it was him, and I was just like, somebody told me later, I was like, "You've got to be shooting me!" And I like walked up there, I'm like, "Oh yeah, it is the same guy." I had no idea. Like I, I recognized him, but it, like it was more like a, is that Josh from Blair Witch? <laughs> like it kind of look like you know what I'm saying. And then like he's got like a tooth missing, um, which you can clearly see when he's getting torn in half by Victor Crowley, uh, and like yeah, like <laughs> you 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 brought that up. Like I like what I what I liked about this movie, like especially the gore scenes. It's like it takes it back to like the gratuitous nature of kill scenes and slashers, because every kill scene in this movie is incredibly fucking gratuitous and over the top. Like you said, like like he, what is it? he rips uh, uh, Josh's arms off. And then, like, he, he rips his spleen out through his back or something. And then he just tears, like, him, tears him in half. And, like, he's screaming the whole time. Aah! And then, like, yeah, you get that, like, that slow motion uh, shot of, like, a, an absolute full bucket of blood thrown on the tree. And, and, and that's great. Uh, yeah, but it's, like, I, I it's supposed, like, it's obviously a throwback to 80 slashers. Like, they're definitely doing 80 slasher thing here. Uh, Adam Green, 
But like I can't remember uh, a, a a more like an 80s slasher that was this like fucking over the top and gratuitous with the violence because like especially like when you when you think because they're obviously going for a, a Friday the Thirteenth vibe, um, particularly because I I know Adam Green is a huge fan of uh, Friday Four, uh, the final chapter. Like he so much so that him and Joe Lynch actually do a commentary track on uh, the uh, final chapter uh, Blu-ray. I know they did four. I think they did one for five. And I know they did one for six on the Yorkie-thon a couple of years ago. Because, yeah, I know uh, he do, he does love the entire franchise. Because um, if you play the Friday 13th game, um, there is uh, the Jarvis tapes in there mm-hmm. that he wrote that. That was, like, basically, like, this kind of introduced all this lore. And that was all him. Because basically mm-hmm. they were like, oh, hey, Adam Creed, you like Friday 13th, right? And he's like, yes. And they're like, here you go. Right, right, right. Um and like if you like you listen to his commentary on Friday Four like you could hear how much of a fan he is, but it's like it's obviously he was going for that vibe, but he took it farther because like even as like you know like like obviously the the Friday Thirteen franchise is like considered the prime example of like excessive gore in eighty slasher films, um. But like to to me, like in comparison to this, there's like there's a sense of finesse, uh, in the the, the, the especially in Friday Four, um, because the oh, way yeah. J- J- uh, Zito shoots the the kill scenes in there is like beautiful, like, um, like in comparison, like uh, with the uh, Terrifier Two, like uh, like how like how far that shit goes, like to <laughs> to me to me Hatchet paved the way for like uh. Damien Leone to, to go that fucking far with the gore and Terrifier one and two, because uh, because I I don't know like how uh, he's getting there without Hatchet because like Hatchet goes really fucking far like uh when when he tears the lady's head in half, yeah. um uh like by her mouth like he grabs her yep. her mouth and then just splits her head open, and that 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 scene is is amazing especially the way yeah. adam green shoots it like you know because like uh it starts off with the real lady and then it just does a quick like uh, spin around and like where it comes to to the to the to the dummy and then you see the dummy's mouth get split open and her head gets split in half and that 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 was great that's like you know a nice uh sense of like visual um look to it you know what i'm saying like to, to, to capture that that way because anybody could have just like ah like you know split it open but like you know he gave it a nice visual spin on it and, and i enjoyed that uh oh this is all going to be filled with spoilers if you, if you haven't already noticed <laughs> you know what i'm saying i mean it's been like 15 years so like i feel like <laughs> yeah um like you already mentioned the the, the sand uh belter belt sander, yeah. yeah yeah the belt sander uh kill that was great also, when he kills, um, what's the name of the, uh, the, 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 one, the dude that's in all four movies? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Perry Sen, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he gets his head cut off with a shovel. Um, Dion Richmond gets fucking, uh, his arms ripped off, and then he gets slammed against the fucking, uh, uh, giant, uh, was it, tomb in a graveyard? Uh, that's great. Which which also gave me flashbacks of Friday Seven when uh, uh, yeah. Kane Hodder did that in the, the sleep the the infamous sleeping bag kill. Um, that's kind of the same thing, but there was no sleeping bag. He just smashed his head against the fucking tube. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like all, all that stuff is all that stuff is great. Also, like 
it's it's one of those things that we we're always talking about, like you know where, um, one thing I love about Slash is when they take their time with the characters to let us get to know them before they start killing them off, instead of like you know those kind of like frequent you know deaths, uh, throughout the movie, we we're given time to 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 to, to get to know them, uh. And, like, they're all great characters. Like, Joe David Moore's character is, is great. You know, he just got broken up with. So he decides he wants to do this this, this swamp tour to, to, to about the local legend, uh, Victor Crowley. And, like, uh, uh, Marcus, uh, Dion Richmond's character, goes with him. And, like, you know, they meet all these, 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 these you know, these kind of characters, you know what I'm saying, along with them. Like, uh, uh, Joe Murray was uh, Shapiro. Uh, who who works for Bayou Beavers, or so he claims. <laughs> <laughs> well, even before that, like um, they like the the thing that kind of made me get the movie when I was watching because it's funny because you mentioned like you blind buying it. So I was like uh, a nerd that was like scouring the internet for like horror shit. So I was like on message boards and ain't it cool news and shit. So I was like waiting for this movie. Um, but the movie the moment that made me get the movie was before they get to the second place with Perry Shen and um, Joel Moore, um, they, um, or Joel Murray, um, they uh, come across Tony Todd, and, like, his dialogue in that scene is what made me understand the movie. I was like, oh, okay, so this is going for comedy. Like, it's not trying to be serious. Like, when he's just, like, where he does this whole, like, spooky, like, whatever, it's like, and they sued my ass for negligence. And I'm just like, oh, okay, now I get it. Right, right, right. And, and, and he's like, what? That's it? That cocksucker. <laughs> Watch the step. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I, I, I love all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love, I, I love when slasher movies do that. They take their time, get to know, you know, so we can get to know everybody. But I love it, especially when the characters are incredibly entertaining which every character in here is it's there's not a bad apple there's not a character in here where i'm just like oh you suck um i mean like on on a like you know level where it's just like you know i can't get into them you know like the like joe murray's character is reprehensible motherfucker you know what i'm saying he's sitting there lying and getting he like hired basically these girls so he could have secret naked videos for himself you know piece of shit um but uh, like like every single one of the characters is enjoyable. Like you know, like to the point where they they almost weren't because uh the 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 wife of uh um the older guy. Like I forget. Like I've seen that actress in so many things, but I'm yeah, forgetting I her name. Her name. I know you're talking about. Um, she was originally written to be a very racist character, and like there's a there's a hint of it. Like when they're getting on the the, the school bus. And uh, Marcus Dion Richmond's character gets on. She shoots him a look like, like, what are you doing here? And that was because she was meant to be racist. And Adam Green was like, no, I cut that out. I cut that all out because it just it, like you know it put it like a, a it gave us sort of the uh, her character in the rest of the movie a sort of vibe that just like I didn't want to do it. He said you know so we just got rid of that. We jettisoned that and shit. So it's just like she's just looking at him rudely for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> he gets on the bus, you know. But um, yeah, like I, I love all their like you know their their exchanges with each other, especially the the two actresses, like you said, Mercedes McNabb and the other actress, when they keep fucking arguing with each other. Um, what she tell her when they we first meet them? Lick me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your nipples are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I like all that shit. Then like you know, at like what the half, like you know, because the movie's pretty short. Like what? That's a, yeah, I, that's, you, you mentioned it. Yeah, it's like it's like it is kind of amazing because I didn't even think about it. So you said something. Like there is actually a lot of character stuff for a movie that's only like it's not even ninety minutes long. Like it's definitely like I would say it's closer to like without credits, 80, like eighty four minutes. Yeah, it's I would say it's like it's like close to like old school like monster movie length, where it's just like those are like an hour and fifteen minutes. Like this is kind of the same thing without credits. Like it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This moves really fast and shit. Like you know, but you know, it it it, it, it still takes its time for us to get to know everybody. And then, like, at the half mark, I would say, like, at the 45, 45-minute 40, 40, mark and shit is when, like, you know, they, they, they hit their dilemma, they're trapped in the swamp, and then everybody starts getting killed off brutally, and it's a glorious thing. And, like, yeah, I, I, I really love the fuck out of this movie. Like, it's still my favorite one out of the entire franchise. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like, um, I, I like it so much better than part two. No, yeah. Well, like, it's, like, my thing with, like, because I'm probably never going to cover part two because I don't care that much about part two. Um, like, it's fine, but I don't, like, have the same, like, affection for it. Um, but, like, the it thing is. this movie does that is, like, it's, as I said, like, it's, and it's no problem with that tone of, like, it being, as we talked about before, like, the, like, the, the funny, scary uh, line, they walk. Yeah. And this movie does it really well. And then, two, it's, like, he wanted to do, like, a real, like, hardcore, like, horror movie with it. And it's like it's so much darker, and like it's so much like there's not really the comedy. And I'm like, you you didn't what? Like this is the opposite of what I wanted. Like it's like you you were like, oh hey, we're gonna do a sequel, but we're not gonna give you the things you liked the first time. I'm like, what? No, what are you doing? Yeah, and, and no, it's, it's, I I think the the problem with two is that you know, and uh, this is not to be you know derogatory on uh. Adam Green, because I, I really do like Adam Green. You know what I'm saying? I like him as a director. And a personality, too. He seems like a cool dude. But yes. he, he, he seems to uh, think the Hatchet series is, is a lot more well-regarded and bigger than it actually is. Like, like, he, he, like he thinks that you know, Victor Crowley is, like, m- like, maybe closer on the level to, like, a Michael Myers or a Jason or Freddy when it's, like, he, he really... No, no. Like, I mean, even for like the two thousands, like I feel like the only like icon that I can think of is like Jigsaw that came out of like, yeah. the two thousands. Like that's pretty much it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was you know that that's a, a problem I have with a lot of uh, slashers where they like they're always trying to create the next icon, you know. Uh, and I and I like these movies too, like uh, like both of them, but those late to rest movies. Um, with with the chrome skull, and it's like he's a cool look, but it's like, no, no, that, that's that's it, it, that's not gonna work. Um, I will uh, say though, the, the Victor Crowley thing, um, I do think that the fact that he caught on at all is kind of amazing because, like as you just said, like I completely forgot chrome skull even existed. Whereas, like I never, I never forgot Victor Crowley. Like in Victor Crowley, um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever read the, the Hackslash comics. Mm. Um, they're really good, but um, there was like one time they did a crossover where like Cassie like came across Victor Crowley, and I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome! Like, it's like because it's like I do think the character definitely, especially because you consider like 
the origins because that's really like, kind of like cause I, I did I don't mean this in like again I don't mean like a denigrating way because uh, yes Jigsaw became like the icon but also Jigsaw was this huge like Saw was this huge franchise where like they, they were necessarily yeah. huge budgeted movies but they were like a big, bigger budgeted than Hatchet but also B they had much more like of a market share like they were like in 3,000 4,000 screens whereas like Hatchet the only way I saw Hatchet for like the longest time was my brother downloaded a copy before it was even available on DVD. Like, as soon as it came out on DVD, we both bought it. But, like, we just wanted to watch the fucking movie, and we couldn't. Like, it was just impossible. So it's, like, the fact that he managed to have a franchise of four movies and caught on the cultural cultural consciousness at all, it's still it's still an achievement. It's not like necessarily, like... Because what you're saying isn't untrue. Or, like, I don't know... I don't know how... Adam Green, because I got I feel like that dude, he just feel I feel like that dude is sad a lot. Like I feel like I don't I don't know him personally, but the general vibe I get from him, he seems like a very sad dude. No, I, so I, like, I uh, no, I could I I could agree because uh me and him share the same birthday. So uh <laughs> and I know I'm a sad dude, so it was like I I I I I reckon he is he's just as much as I am, you know what I'm saying? People born on March 31st are fucking sad. <laughs> I mean, I was born on February 18th, and I'm also sad. I don't know if that really, I don't know if that really matters. <laughs> like, I feel like... I think it's just that region. That region, we're all fucked. You know yeah, saying? fair enough. <laughs> like, people born, like, in, like in January, February, March, and April, and shit are just fucking sad individuals. You know? But, like, here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Uh, you mentioned Saul. Uh, and that, that brings up a good point that uh, I wanted to make, where it's like... He... I think... I would say that regardless how much I like Hatchet and it's, it's a good film, I feel like he got lucky with getting as many films out of this as he did. Because it, it was obviously like, you know, obviously like, you know, you're going for the, the iconic slasher. And to me, it's funny that all the Wait, slasher... wait I just want to understand. Um, you've got the, the franchise or like him as a filmmaker? No, like the franchise. Okay, that's fine. There we go. Exactly no, no, I was like... I, I'm not. No, I'm not surprised. He he went on to become like you know a successful filmmaker. Like you know, okay. uh, with this and Frozen. I love Frozen. Uh, I love yeah. to get the Mara, which no one has seen, but it's awesome. <laughs> uh, also, uh, the the other film he did with uh, Joe David Moore, Spiral, is really mm-hmm. good. Yep. Um, I'm not surprised he went on to become a successful filmmaker. I'm I'm, like I feel like. This film became a uh, uh, became a successful franchise purely through luck, and here's why: because, uh, like you said, you mentioned Saw, uh, you know, you mentioned Friday the Thirteenth and all that stuff, and it's like the 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 iconic slashers that we all know of: Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, uh, Freddy Krueger, Chucky, uh, Chucky, Jigsaw, uh, Hellraiser. All those uh, characters became iconic slashers. Like, whereas the creators of those characters did not want them to, yeah. had no intention of them be like they like they, they become iconic and get long running franchises, you know, through purely through like you know just people like producers being fucking money greeting is like we need more because we made so much money, you know, and it's like and and all the creators are just like ah oh, like you know this is not this is exactly what I didn't want. Because we know Carpenter had no intention of making multiple sequels out of Michael Myers, like to the point where he hates all the fucking sequels, even the ones he was involved in. 
Like, cause, cause he has gone on record saying he thinks fucking Halloween two is a terrible movie. He stated this publicly, and he wrote the motherfucker. Oh, to be fair, I mean, the ones he did the score for, the David Green ones, he said good things about. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Halloween ends where people were yeah. accusing him of, uh, how much did they pay him? I'm like, like, oh, he's just saying this to be nice, and it's like, do, do, do you not know who John <laughs> yeah, Carpenter is? Say. Like, that man will tell you exactly how he feels. Anytime he fucking feels like it and shit, like you know, if, he, if he's saying it, I don't think he's lying. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, 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 uh, Jigsaw, like fucking James Wan was just like, oh god, you know, like, uh, like you know, uh, how how much he hates the fact that he's like what the the Godfather, the torture porn error. Um, he's like, I just wanted to make a scary movie, one scary movie and shit. And they had this long running franchise. And I'm just like one of the founding fathers of torture porn and shit. And he's just like, Oh God, you know, where like, you feel like that's exactly what Adam green was intending though. Like he, he wanted, he, he wanted Victor Crowley to become like the next icon of slasher. And it's like, yeah, it got the, the series got four movies. I don't know if they're going to make any more. Um, we'll see. Probably not. You know, because I don't even I think they that. would. I don't even think they were intended to make that fourth one. They, no, like, well, the fourth did... one, I guess, like I listened to uh, Adam Green's uh, podcast with Joe Lynch, and um, basically, like the whole thing with uh, Victor Crowley was, I guess they realized, um, or he realized it was ten years since the release of Hatchet, mm-hmm. and he was just like he wanted to do something celebratory, um, so he made Victor Crowley. So it would not surprise me if, like, let's say next year, or I guess this would be the, so probably not next year, so probably, like, five years from now, if we had another one, just if we wanted to do every 10 years now, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, but also, I feel like, I don't know. Again, I can't speak for him. I'm just speaking for like the general vibe I get from his podcast, where it seems like he got his heart broken by, like, Hollywood, and he doesn't seem to want to make anything anymore. So, like, like he seems to be content just to do his fucking podcast and not do anything else. So, I can't speak for him, but that seems the general vibe I get from his thing. Which makes me sad, because I think he's very good, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a Kevin Smith-ish, you know? Like... Yes, but also Kevin Smith just kept making things kind of to spite people. Like, even, like... Like, which I don't... I don't, I don't mean in a mean way, but, like... I feel like he literally made yoga hosers just to be like, ha ha, this is going to piss people off. And I'm just like, that's not a reason to make a movie. <laughs> that's just not like, I was like, why, why did you want to upset me as a fan of yours? Like, what did, what did I do to you, Kevin? <laughs> like, no, no, I feel that. I feel that. But like, yeah, like I, I, I could see that. Cause, um, like I said, the, the problem I have with part two is like part two kind of does the same thing. Part one does just less successfully. Because uh, I don't like any of the characters that they, they bring in. There like, is except... one part of part two that I really like. And it's actually the one part of the goddamn movie that actually feels like the original Hatchet. Like when the girl and the guy are in the woods and like um, they end up like fucking whatever. That oh, yeah, whole yeah, yeah. Scene, That scene encapsulates the vibe of the original Hatchet. But it's the only part of that entire goddamn movie that actually feels like the original Hatchet to me. Which I was just like, what was the point of this? Like, don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, like it, it, like it's almost like I think it's around the same length as the first Hatchet, but it feels twice as long. Yep, it does. Yeah, sure. and like a lot of it is due to the fact that he, like, we get the backstory of Victor Crowley, but then he decides to add to it, and it's wholly fucking unnecessary. 
like like what did they put in a voodoo aspect on it like like voodoo curse and it's like why did we need this like you 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 could have just like excised this and just been full steam ahead with the uh, and then, like he he took pride in like oh we got double the character we got double the murders but we don't get it into like the last twenty five minutes and by that time you wasted any goodwill that uh, you have from the first one and so I'm just really fucking bored like I was so bored with part two. I was originally, I rewatch it now and I'm like, it's fine. Like, it's just like, it's definitely not the first one by any stretch, but it's not terrible. Like, it's just, it's fine. I I don't think it's terribly made, but I do think it's like uh, a, a sliver of terrible in my eyes. Like, it's definitely I, I, a slog. I'll definitely, I can't fight that. I mean, it's definitely, it's a much more of like. It's a whole fucking slog. Yeah. Dude. I was like, like, it's like, it's, it's like the first one is like a fucking like prize fight. There's like no fucking. There's no fat on it. And then the second one is Bissett is so bogged down. I'm just like, yeah. I feel like you didn't need to do this. Like, I feel like you're right. doing this just to do it. Right. And there's, there's too many characters and none of them work. Um, well, I mean, I still like Mary Beth, but yes, otherwise. No, 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 no. She's the only one that works. She's mm-hmm. the only one that works. And, you know, of course, this time she's played by uh, Daniel Harris. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so that's a that's a win. Who auditioned for the part of Mary Beth in the first one? And he he chose a uh, Tamara Feldman, I believe her name. To be is. fair, I think that she is good. I think that no, she no. is good in the movie. Yeah, yeah, she she is she is. Um, but uh, unfortunately, I, I believe um, she is dealing with an illness, um, which has kind of um, stopped her from acting because I don't think she acts anymore due to her illness. Um, so they they went with uh, Daniel Harris. Uh, which which is fine replacement because you know God bless Daniel Harris yeah um and and she she like her Tony Todd who gets a much bigger role um Tom Holland uh not that Tom Holland the, the real, <laughs> that's the, funny is I think of the like the director of Child's Play like I don't yes. even I I mean I love Spider Man don't get me wrong. But I was like, when you say Tom Holland, my first thought is the Child's Play director. Then you're like, not that Tom Holland. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, you mean, all right, never mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know you know that. You know I know that. But people listen to him like, Tom Holland was in this motherfucker? Like, no, 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 no. Not that Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was a very small child that got murdered by Victor Crowley in, in here. But no, uh, uh, Tom Holland, director of Child's Play and Fright Night and, uh, and many other films, uh, he's in there as uh, Mary Beth's uncle. Uh, you also have uh, R.A. Millehoff, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, who played uh, the third Leatherface from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Uh, like, there, though. That is a piece of information I didn't even have, so fair enough. <laughs> right. And of course, Perry Shen, who's in all four movies. He's the only actor to appear in all four movies. And he only um, plays the same wait, wait, wait. character twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> um, he plays um, a character in here. He plays his twin brother in the second one. He plays a uh, unrelated paramedic in the third film, and also the the same character in the fourth film, who is now an author, ba- who based uh, uh, um, who wrote a book based on his experiences. I a survivor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The with part I do like part three a lot more than part two. Not as much. I like as part- three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one also has uh Caroline Williams, Stretch from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, as well as Zach Galligan. Um, which so like like that that like this is a pretty like uh that that was a pretty like great cast that they they put there together. Also, you had Sid Haig in there in the cameo, uh, in part three. 
But like that was the point where I realized that he 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 thinks highly of this franchise a lot more than I think a lot of other people do. Because he did Adam Green did not direct. He wrote it, but he did not direct it. He passed yeah, it off great. to the yeah B J McConnell, the cinematographer. And he was like, "Oh, I'm I'm passing the torch, uh, passing the keys. Please be well to him. You know that I'm not directing this." And it's like, dude, how big do you think this franchise is? It's like you know he he acts like you know he was fucking uh, Wes Craven who was passing the keys off to the franchise to the radio silence guys. If you know Wes Craven were still alive, it was like, oh yes, I'm, I'm passing the torch on to these guys. That would be a big deal. Yeah, you know, also, if, to be fair, though, to be your point before with the whole thing of, like, the way, like, trying to make Victor um, an icon without actually, like, you know, initially earning that right off the bat. I yeah. like, but to your point, though, um, I think it, it, it can be done successfully because Scream is a perfect example. Where, like, they, they clearly wanted to create something that was, like, instantly, like, that's why even Wes Craven never fucked with it. Because it was just, like, we, like this is the icon, this is, like, this is what we got, this is what we're sticking with, like, whatever. So it's, like, it, it, it is possible, I feel like. But yeah, this isn't. I mean, I, again, I feel like Victor Crowley is like a minor icon, if you will. But like, yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't say it's like something where it's like, if you're handing off the franchise, it's. I mean, I guess it's like, um, uh, I can't remember. I think it was Scott Spiegel directed Hostel Three, and by that point, they didn't even make a big deal. Of it. it was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And like, it's like so that's kind of my thing with like this, where it's just like I feel like they did make it a pretty big deal. But, I mean, I will say it did kind of feel like a big deal when they went back to it with Victor Crowley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like in comparison, like, Terrifier 2 right now. Like, the first Terrifier came out and, like, it, like, it, it, you know, it did well within, like, but, like, really within the horror community. But, like, you know, Terrifier 2 now has just, like, become this whole big, like, fucking blockbuster, you could say. You know what I'm saying? Like. Where it's like everybody's like Art the Clown, Art the Clown, you know what I'm saying? Like, like how many fucking people are gonna be Art the Clown for Halloween next year and shit? Like, you just I could see it now and shit. We're gonna have so many fucking Art the Clowns next year. Um, but it's like it's like a, like a thing. Like, and you, I could tell Damien Leone wanted to make Art the Clown icon I mean, slasher. To be fair though, I actually asked him about that like when I did that interview with him, and he even said like he was just like that was not really what he was going for he was like he's like i mean he's like everybody wants that but he was just like i never thought it was gonna be a thing he's just like i the only reason i knew it could be was he was like i when i saw him walk out in costume and makeup and i was instantly struck by how cool it looked he was just like okay so maybe i got something here but like i think he was trying to but i don't think he ever had the any like illusion about it actually panning out the way it did right 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 but like uh, it's another thing like you could tell he he like there there's truth to that because I don't think he ever intended Terrifier two to to go down the way it did. Like, oh no, yeah. How how I much asked him? <laughs> he was, uh, he was, how, how, I thought I played like a draft house for a week and then be done. <laughs> he was like, I didn't think it was going to be a thing. Right, right. How how much was the initial uh uh budget that he was looking for when he did crowdfunding for part two? It was like two hundred fifty grand. <laughs> No, 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 no. Like, oh, wasn't he got two fifty grand. No, he, he, he got, got for, yeah, he yeah. got two hundred fifty grand. But what he originally asked for was much, much smaller. Yeah, like he got way more than he had anticipated, or like he was asking for. I think it was like what, like 
fifty thousand yeah, dollars. Because he made yeah. the first one for like nothing. I think the first one was made for like fifteen grand. Yeah, and he got, he was asking for fifty grand and got two hundred and fifty grand. So it's just like, yeah, we, we got a lot more money. We could show out, and then like you know, it paid it paid in spades. You know what I'm saying? Like on the return and shit. Because that was like what. Of like it got to be like what twelve million now? Yeah, like, it was over. Uh, I, I know when it hit ten was like, like the last weekend in theaters. So like I think the last, so probably about, probably about twelve at the end. Yeah, which which is which is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, obviously. Like if you if if you make a movie for two hundred fifty grand and it makes even ten million, that if you put that growth towards a different kind of movie, like we're like let's say like a movie that you're spending even like a million dollars on like it's like you're making a massive fucking profit if you're spending 10 million dollars and you made this like, like it's just it's fucking insane to think about like it's like 10 million dollars doesn't seem like a lot but like compared to like what they spent on it that is fucking amazing right for for a film that was never meant to to to, to do what it did like it, it, you didn't nobody was intending for that film to have fucking like the, the the amount play on the amount of screens it did for as long as it did you know, to make as much money as it did and shit. It's like, like, what do you think it was go probably like a week or two in theaters and shit, and that's it. Whatever. Oh yeah, no, like, he literally yeah. like there was only supposed to be like a week. It was really like a week, and it was gonna go on Streambox, and then like it ended up making so much. I mean, it wasn't like again, it's like a huge amount of money, but like it made so much they were like, let's give it another week, and then they give it another week, and it made even more money. It was like, let's keep, let's see how long this will go for. And it ended up going until the end of November. And they were like, okay, now we're going to put on screen box. We were supposed to do it in the first fucking place. Right, right, right. It's it's weird, though, like, because in comparison, like, you know, to go back to Hatchet 2. Because mm. when, when Hatchet 2 came out, um, they didn't, they couldn't get an R rating because it was yeah. too violent. So, so uh, the Dark Sky decided to release it unrated. Mm. Um, and then they pulled it from theaters to create an R-rated cut, which... Adam Green was very upset about it. Like, you told me you was going to release it unrated, and then you basically backtracked. In and less I, than a weekend, I think. I want to say yeah, it was like, it was released on Friday. I think they had pulled it by Sunday. If even Sunday, it might have been Saturday. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and he was substantially upset, you know, and I don't blame him. But, like, it's weird, like, you know, in contrast with, like, Terrifier 2, where they basically released an unrated film, and it made buku money uh like you know on like a thousand screens you know say over a thousand screens you know like i could just like i could just imagine being adam green and seeing that and it's like i got fucked well, also up. it's like i mean it's like a decades difference in between and i feel like that's because also at the time i feel like movie theaters had more power like when when hatchet 2 was coming out that is true. That, that is true. That you was like play. the whole thing. It's like, and then like when they almost died during the pandemic, it was just like, no, no, whatever you want to do, just please God, put something in our goddamn screen. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, this is making all the money. Oh yeah, play it as many <laughs> on as many screens as you fucking want and shit. It's making all the money. <laughs> you know, saying we need the life and shit. Like yeah, back then they was like, huh, take your disgusting movie and go away. We don't want this on our screens. And the and Dark Sky Films was just like, oh okay, and they did. You know what I'm saying? But now it's just like, you know, theaters are looking for any sort of lifeline whatsoever. And we don't care what you put on. You could have put fucking uh, uh, two girls, one cup on the loop for three hours. <laughs> as, long, as long as it's putting asses in the seats, you, we show that motherfucker. We don't care. <laughs> oh, 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yes, yes, poor Adam Green. Poor Adam Green. He got fucked. You know what I'm oh, saying? He definitely did. And that means like, I feel like that's that was like one of the first things that probably because again, like I, I, I definitely like get, I guess I get the vibe from like listening to him now. Because remember, like there was even a time, um, not even close to like as long ago. I remember um, there was one night he was doing like um, it was like an Instagram live or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking uh, about doing a if he was going to do a second uh, digging digging at the marrow, and he was like, "No, it didn't make any money. Like they're not going to like this, it got pirated. We're not going to be able to make another one." And I'm just like, I genuinely felt bad for him because I was like, you could tell from the vibe that he he wanted to do more, but he just literally couldn't. And I feel like that's the thing that sucks. Is like, it's funny though because like him and Joe Lynch's careers kind of went opposite. Where it's like yeah. originally Joe Lynch was kind of the unsuccessful one, and then Adam Green was the one that was doing all of everything. In the last few years, it just kind of completely shifted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, because uh, uh, Joe, like I, I first heard of Joe when he did a uh, Wrong Turn two. Yeah, I think everybody did. Yeah, that was like yeah. That, that, yeah, that was like his coming out party for the horror audience. Yeah, and 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 I know they did that uh, that anthology film Chillerama. Um, which I liked a lot. Uh, I liked that one a lot. Um, and then uh, I, I'm I, like I'm not aware of his actual like track record. You know, what I'm oh saying? dude, in the last couple of years he's like he did like um, I know he did pretty well. And that yeah, was, yeah, like, I, I liked Everly a lot. And Mayhem um, came out, which I love. I think Mayhem is awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, and like he did, he ended up doing like that Netflix movie with um Anthony Mackie, um, and Frank Grillo. I can't remember the name of it. Um, maybe. Point blank. Um, I want to say. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot he did that. Yeah, and he's done like a bunch of like. Um... You know what it was? Because I know that was a. I know. I think Grillo and Carnahan produced that one. Mm-hmm. Dude, their 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 company, the the War Party Films, uh, Joe Carnahan uh, and Frank Grillo. So like, I guess like in my brain and shit, I, I kept thinking it was a Carnahan film. But like, oh yeah, that's right. I totally forgot he did that one. And that that was a pretty decent fucking movie too. No, and I, I I like Joe Lynch's work. I never didn't, but it was like it was funny because like he he went from being the guy who was kind of like Adam Green's friend to now like Adam Green is Joe Lynch's friend, and I'm like, that's a shift. Like that's kind of sad, but all right. Right. Yeah, that's true. And uh, yeah, I did like Mayhem a lot as well. Like, which is weird too because that one has like almost kind of similar premise to uh, the Belco experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually and watched you know, them together. That's actually how Joe Lynch and I became Twitter friends. Like one day, I said I was watching uh, Belko Experiment and Mayhem back to back, and he was like, "Pray for Patrick's coworkers." And I'm just like, "Fair enough." <laughs> and, and, and it's funny enough because I did the same thing. And um, I, I, as you as you know, uh, Belko Experiment is a, a James Gunn production because he, he also wrote the script. Um, and uh, I like Mayhem a lot better. Yeah. Uh, like, I felt like uh, Belcour Experiment took itself a little too seriously. Yeah. Whereas Mayhem was exactly the tone I, 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 I wanted from the Belcour Experiment, considering that it was a James Gunn uh, production and script. So I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is, this is a lot better. Uh, I, I, I like this one a lot. Although I did like the Belcour Experiment, but no, Mayhem yeah, is I, a I lot better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, um... No, I agree with what you're saying that because uh, like, yeah, like Adam Green, like he had Hatchet, uh, he had Frozen, um, was it Digging in the Marrow? Digging in uh, the Marrow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which I want to get into at some point, but yeah, like I, I really like that movie. I think that movie is 
fucking amazing and nobody has seen it. Right, right. And uh yeah, like he had like really good successful things and then just kind of like yeah, there was I I think that at a point where it's just like he stopped giving a shit uh and just was like, "Eh, you know, I also, I know he got divorced. I was going to um, say, he also had this one point, he talked about on the podcast before, where there was a point where he almost killed himself because um, he uh, got divorced um, and, like, ended up losing basically everything in his life all in, like, the course of, like, the same, like, week or month or whatever. It was, it was a very short amount of time. And he could seriously considered killing himself, and he ultimately didn't do it, but he talked about it on the podcast before, where it was, like, um, when he was at his lowest point, it's when they talked about the, um, they used to do the Steven Tyler Congratulations um mm. where he would like um i guess he was doing something for steven tyler from aerosmith and mm. um steven tyler was like oh congratulations by the way and um he was like for what and he was like has anybody ever said congratulations for all this like, you've done these movies you've done all this like he's like you had all the success nobody ever said congratulations to you and he's like they probably had but it never occurred to me until this moment when steven tyler was saying like how much i've done and i was like that like and he was like that's what kind of i guess made him brought him back to some extent but like i was like i do feel like yeah he definitely i don't think i don't know if he doesn't give a shit or if he just is like been burned too many times he just like doesn't want to try but yeah i i'm and i'm pretty sure what happened with hatchet 2 probably had a lot to do with it where it's just like yeah y'all say you're gonna do something and then y'all renege on that you know, and then like, look, he didn't. It, it, it led to it, it probably what led to him not doing part three. Probably. You know, he was like, yeah, he was just like, yeah, I'm gonna hand it off to some somebody else. Like, you know, because I I can imagine that's a hurtful thing. You know, what I'm saying where it's just like, yeah, I'm gonna have unrated film. Like, you know, you're so hyped for that kind of thing, and then like in a in the span of a weekend, you go from really excited to just pain. Yeah, he had the rug pulled out from under him. Like that, yeah. that fucking sucks. <laughs> And like, what the fuck is he gonna do about it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, their, their their studio, you know, is their call. It's your movie and shit, but like, it's it's like you work hard on something, and then it's just like, we'll take it from here, kid. And then they yeah, do say, whatever. It's, the it's f- your art, but they, since you didn't pay for it and you don't own it, what are you gonna right. do? Like, it's their product and shit, yeah, and it's just exactly. like you just there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to sit there and just watch them fuck your shit up. Yeah, you know. So it's like, yeah, uh, I could, I, I totally reckon it's like, but uh, still, I do think that he thinks very highly of these movies. Um, when, uh, like I said, I do like uh, part three and I, I like part Victor Crowley. I actually saw I that like in theaters. Victor Crowley. I, think, I think Victor Crowley is cool. Yeah. I saw that in theaters with Nico. Uh, he came down here. He actually has my favorite kill in the entire franchise. The Felissa Rose kill is my favorite kill in the entire yeah. franchise. Yeah, yeah, that that was a that was that was a dope one. I, I, <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that one a lot. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, but like, it, it kind of has like the, the same problems that two had with the pacing issues. Well, with, that is fair, but I also I feel like, I feel like it's stronger. Like, I feel like you're not wrong, but I definitely feel like it is the closest to the originals vibe. Like. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah, no, I give you that. But like, yeah, like uh, I don't, I don't. Four films. Um, the first one is tops. Yeah, of course. First, first one is absolutely tops. Like, the, the characters are perfect for me. Like the the the, the vibe, uh, the kills are perfect. Um, the pacing is perfect. You know, the the script is I won't say perfect, but it, it it's great. You know, I love the dialogue. You know, like the setup, like everything is done exceptionally well. You know, 
Uh, and like it's 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 one of my favorites. You know what I'm saying? Plus, like, I do that... like that it, it goes in places you don't think it will. Like this is a massive spoiler, but like whatever, we've already established the spoilers. But the fact that they essentially killed the protagonist at the end of the fucking movie. Um, like there's the the final scene where she's like reaching up for the hand, and it's the hand is actually disembodied because Victor <laughs> fucking Crowley ripped it off, and it's just like you wouldn't. I don't think anyone saw that coming. That's really really well done. Like I was like I think that's really that's a really good ending. Right, like here, here, here's the one issue I have with the film. I, I don't even say it's with the film; it's with the series on the whole. Okay, is how abrupt the endings are. That is fair. I do like though they always like pick up where the last one left yeah. off, so it kind of goes on that way. I do like that aspect of it. You're not wrong, but I do like I do like that. Like just that, like, like it's it's always just like next one starts right where the last one stops. Right. It like every time like. With the exception of part four, because I thought yeah. the abrupt ending of part four is perfect. With the what the fuck? <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I I love that one. That's the that's the only one I love. But they they all when they cut to black so abruptly, like in the middle of the fucking scene. Like in for for example, like like you said, uh, uh, Mary Beth is pulled into the water and she's like, oh, she can't get up and uh. Joe David Moore's hand reaches into the water. Uh, she grabs it, pulled up, and is Victor Crowley holding his severed arm because he just ripped it off. And he's in the boat like, uh, uh, and she's like, ah, screaming. And Victor Crowley's like, ah, ah. And then credits. And it's like, it's it's that sense of that's it. I mean, to be fair, I don't think I get what you're saying, but also, I prefer that to movies that like. There's been this thing in movies ever since fucking Return of the King, which is a great movie, don't get me wrong. But it know, ended like 47 times. So like ever since that, I feel like there's tons of movies that don't know where the fuck to end. They just like, they're like, we're going to keep going. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, just fucking stop. Like I was just like, literally just fucking stop. Like well, there's a logical closure point, just stop. Credits. And like, like Adam Green has apparently the same thought process as me where he's like, let's just end it there. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Like, that's, <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't mind the cutting to black. I just remind the abrupt cutting to black where it's like you're not set up for it. Like it, it's like a thing where it's like um, he could have given it at least a few seconds uh, on Victor Crowley's face. Like, you know, the music's blaring and it's all serious and they're like, ah! that's fine. But it's just like, ah! and it, it throws me off. Like, you know, there's a rhythm that like you 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 do these things on and it's just almost like he fucked with the rhythm right there and it just feels so off to me and it just like to where when it cuts the credits i'm like that's it you you're just gonna end it right there like that and it's oh whatever um i mean, have a croc kid so like, it doesn't bother me as much <laughs> like i'm just like <laughs> i'm used to that shit <laughs> i recognize i recognize much like it doesn't take me out of the movie it's not like oh this uh, I hate this. This movie sucks now. You know what I'm saying? I, I love it, but like that's the only real issue I have with the film. Like, you know, I, I guess you could call it a nitpick because it's not really like the issue. It's just like, I wish he, you know, just gave it a few seconds to where it's just like I could brace for it. You know what I'm saying? But you just fucking just, just cut us off like that. And he does it in part two as well. Um, I mean, but part two, what the fuck else was he going to do? Like, you know. <laughs> Shotgun blast to the face of Victor Crowley, and spoilers for that film as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but that was cool. Um, 
the the, well, the you said spoilers after you did. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad. Um, and part three though, like the the abrupt one in that is really fucking grim. Yeah. Um, because it's not really an abrupt one. It's just like he keeps cutting to black and keeps bringing us back, and then he brings us back one final time, and then that's it, and it's like whatever. But like the fourth one is, is the one that I actually like and shit because it's hilarious. Um, but like, yeah, like that's that's it. That's it. Everything else is I, I really fucking about this movie. I really fucking love. Like, um, especially like um, my favorite scene in this movie is like they're all they're all uh, trapped in the swamp. Uh, they just realize that Shapiro is not who he says he is when they find his bag. Uh, homegirl's like, I can't believe this has happened to me three times now. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Marcus is like, uh, anybody else got any secrets? Oh, they also found out that uh, Perry Shen's character is like lied about his accent. I like, 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 I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he starts with a Cajun accent, then he starts with a real stereotypical Asian accent, which I think was the plan. Yeah. But he he didn't want to do that, so like like he asked if like they, he he could do his actual normal talking voice, so like you know add a third layer onto it, which actually made it work immensely better. Like like this dude is just an outright fucking liar. <laughs> the way you look at it, you know what I'm saying? Um, so Marcus is like, anybody else got any secrets? Like you know, say better say right now. I, I swear to God, I kill you myself. And he's going with the light in all their faces, and they all just like whatever. And then he goes to that one girl because he sees she's crying. And she was like, uh, I didn't really get into NYU. It's <laughs> <laughs> the school I wanted to go, but I wasn't accepted. So what did she say? I went to, went to Hofstra. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> you know what <laughs> like, she's sitting here fucking tears and shit. And it's like, we're about, we're about to all be murdered and shit. Who gives a fuck, lady? <laughs> I love that part so much. It was just like he, the, the light passing her face, and then just that swift cut back when she, you see that she's crying because she's holding in this fucking, she's holding into something that's really biting at her. But I love that part. I love that part so much. Well, like you know that and like the kill scenes. Um, oh yeah. Well, yeah. it's funny. It's like the thing that you would like just talk about. Like it was like I do think the way he uses the camera in general, I really like a lot. Where it's just like it's very like, again, I mean like. I, and you know he's not, he's not a punk dude. He's like a metal guy. But um, the movie is a very punk vibe. Like it, it has the same kind of similar vibe as like Return of the Living Dead does. I was about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like it has that similar kind of thing. The way it's like kind of like almost like you've you've got your normal throttle and you're just pushing it so much further than you normally would. And it's like the but he plays into that so well with the way he uses his camera. Like because you mentioned like the way that they did the shot in the beginning with like with the um with the kill with like where it just starts going around whatever yeah yeah but those like I say like it's really innovative like it's it's like so it's like I I feel like that movie need deserves more credit for what they did which they which clearly there was no money spent on this movie like if you really like if you're paying attention like it's very sparse sets like it's very it's very obvious that the money was not spent on this movie mm-hmm. but like the fact that he is such a good filmmaker that you don't necessarily notice that unless a you watched it a shit ton of times or b are into filmmaking or c both um is impressive i think like that's like i I do think that's kind of the thing that i am most in awe of this movie is like yeah like i mean it's he's trying to create an icon and maybe he did maybe he didn't but the fact that he managed to do something that was that feels like a real movie 
with no goddamn money is still pretty fucking impressive, I think. Like, I think he, like, what he was able to do... That's why, like, I do feel... The other thing I feel bad for him, I remember hearing on the podcast, like, he, that's what kind of ended up screwing him over was, like, people would... He's like, he's like, oh, you can, like, do so much with so little. So, like, he's like, okay, or you can give me more money, and then you can see how much I can do with that. And they're like, oh, no, no, that's not your thing. That's not your niche. And he was just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my goddamn life, man. Like, I don't want to be, like, struggling my like, forever. And I was like, that does suck. Like, I was like, the thing is, like, I was like, but it, at the beginning of his career, I think he managed to make it work very well to his advantage. And Christ, like, Frozen was clearly made on no money. And that movie feels like a, like, you could have released Frozen on 4,000 screens. And I feel like it wouldn't have felt out of place. Like, so it's yeah. like, I think, yeah, no, I think that, like, this movie proves, without a shadow of a doubt, that Adam Green is legit. I just feel like, I don't know if he believes that he is legit. <laughs> No, no, no. I I fully agree. Like, you know, this definitely proves that he 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 could you know like you say he could do a lot with a little, um, cause cause like 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 yeah if you if you notice they're they're and they also reveal on the commentary he also reveals on the commentary that uh, exactly where like you know they were like fucking trying to cover shit up, um the 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 Tony Todd cameo, uh they they had to like. I think he's like standing in like a makeshift set because uh this the one of the set people um cuz they were they were trying to recreate the that that uh block of New Orleans and shit with you know just whatever they could and the set person took a picture of the wrong door like so it was the wrong color and it's like what the fuck so like you know they had to try to sit there and find a way to just make it work and shit cuz they only had Tony Todd for like a day um and they made it work, you know, and they made it work, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just tight photography, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like they placed them real well and, you know, they, they set it up and, you know, you wouldn't even, I wouldn't even notice if he, he hadn't said anything. You yeah, know? no, I mean, I, I do think that like, this movie is, it's kind of a miracle that like as good as it is. And I feel like that's a lot of credit he should go for him because I was just like, he managed to do something that like, it could have felt like a standard, not even straight to video, but like straight to cable fucking piece of shit. And it doesn't. Like, it's like, it does manage to feel like something you might have seen, like one of the myriad 80s slashers that did get released in regular theaters. Like, so I do feel like that's, that's impressive to me. I think it's a better than a lot of the fucking yeah, 80s I agree. slashers. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's a lot that came out there that was just like, there's there's a particular film that I want to talk about where I feel like that where I I uh I wrote a review of it and I was like um because it was one that came out way after like it was like one of those films that came after uh the second boom like you know Scream uh created the second boom of slashers and that one came out on like the hills uh, the heels of it and it's just like yeah you missed your window bro like nobody gives a shit about what you're trying to do here but it was like it also felt like one of those eighty slashers. Where it's like, uh, you you know how like there's like a big, like like or I won't say big, but a little cult following on it, and it's like like let's say like uh, Vinegar Syndrome is gonna release it on Blu-ray, and then you find out there's this fandom on this fucking slasher you never heard of, and it's oh my god, I was waiting for this to come out. That oh, does I happen. I had never heard yeah. of Ticks until like two years ago. Wait, you never heard of Ticks before? No. <laughs> I oh dude, I I remember watching Ticks back in the day. I fucking loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea it existed, but they you were there. 
Like yeah, like yeah. I used to I I watched it on cable back in the day when it first I came out. I didn't know Black existed until like two years ago. Like nah, like yeah, the ticks is my shit. Like that uh, that 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 one's one I would like to talk about. I it's, had no idea. No, I like ticks. I just didn't know it existed. It wasn't a thing that I had no idea. Like, well, what, yeah, what would you expect? Like it's a, it's a, it's a movie with Amy Dolenz, Clint Howard, Peter Scolari. Fucking uh, and and Seth Green, yep, fighting uh, mutated ticks. Like, yep. of course it fucking rules. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There. But no, but like, yeah, like that happens a lot, and like that just happened recently. Like, uh, uh, Vinegar Syndrome uh, just uh, announced they're releasing a movie called Evil Laugh, which is like a like a eighty slasher that's directed by Joey from um, uh, Friday Thirteen Part Five. And and it's, and it's, and it has Ashlyn Gear in it, and like the, 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 I was looking it up, and it said that Ashlyn Gear, of course, who was um famous uh, porn actress from like the late eighties, early nineties, she was in it uh, under her uh, name, uh, and she refused to do nudity in it, and requested a body double. She said, "No, I'm not getting nude." And it was like it's really weird considering how she became popular later on in her career that, that she refused to do nudity. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe the vibe on there was different. Like I'm not getting naked for these motherfuckers, <laughs> you know, which is weird too, because like, you know, say, cause I know a lot of the vibe on porn sets and shit could be really fucking icky. So it's like, how icky do you have to be that Ashlyn gear refused to get nude for you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, and I saw so many people like, uh oh oh I love this movie I'm so glad you're releasing it I was so hoping that uh you know like you see that happen to a lot of slasher movies where like oh, that you never heard of it was like oh like this is one of my favorites this is so great and like oh I never heard of this movie before like oh you got to see it it's so good and then you watch it and it's mid as fuck it's like you know, say how many the times? Nostalgia has... is a hell of a drug. <laughs> it, it is like how many times has that happened? Where it's just like so much, so many people will recommend. Oh, you like horror movies? You like slasher movies? Oh, I got the slasher movie. Like nobody's ever heard of. It's great. You know, it's like one of the best things. And then you watch it, and I'm like, and you like this shit? Like you know, what I'm saying they're, they're like, and I feel like Hatchet is, is a movie that's like better than a lot of those movies. No, I agree. I definitely think it's it, it stands up. I would say it's not like obviously the the like iconic like Halloween Nightmare on Elm Street whatever. Mm. But I was like, there. Are, I don't want to name check anything because I don't want to like shit on anything. But I was just like, there are definitely things that became franchises, like three, four, five movies that I don't think are anywhere near the league of of Hatchet. Like I was just like, so it's like, or even the fucking Hatchet franchise. I'm being completely honest. Like even even though it's very as we established, it's not the most consistent fucking franchise. Mm-hmm. But, like, I would say even the franchise, I think, is more consistent than most franchises. Or not most, maybe, but, like, better than a lot of franchises, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I think of, like, uh, what's that fucking series of... Was it Bloody Murder? I have uh, no idea, but probably. <laughs> yeah, like, like, that, I think that had, like, two or three movies. And it's, like... I remember seeing the cover of them and fucking uh, cause they uh, like where we, uh, me and Mac lived at uh, in, in Brooklyn, the like not too far from us there was a uh, a video store called Papo's, and like we were going there to rent stuff, me Mac and our other homeboy Prem and 
Like there was this like thing called Bloody Murder, and it was like a dude with a ho- hockey mask on and shit. It was like I remember Preem pointed out he was like, "What's this fucking fake ass Friday the Thirteenth? This fake ass Jason on the cover?" And like we just watched it for shits and giggles, and it was fucking awful. Um, and like that got like two sequels and shit, and it's just like, ugh. You know, like the shit that they actually sequelize because they think they have an, a new iconic slasher and shit. And it's like, I would say that uh, Victor Crowley deserved it, though. Like, re- regardless of how we feel about, especially how I feel about the sequels, um, he deserved a franchise, though. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, and it's all a testament to Adam Green, you know what I'm saying? Like, he created a really solid. Uh, first entry, you know, what I'm saying with great characters and a, and a great scary looking killer, you know, and it had you know excellent uh, set pieces, kills, and you know just fun dialogue and yeah, he 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 definitely deserved a franchise, you know, what I'm saying regardless regardless how I feel about it on the whole, but that first film is tops, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's no, yeah, the first one is one of the best. Of that, like, because it's like, because you mentioned before, like the the uh, the, the post scream thing. There was a weird thing that happened in the two thousands where it was like, or like the late nineties, early two thousands, where it's like, um, you had like this, um, like the eighties had all these like teen films, slasher films, whatever, and then it's like the nineties, you had like this kind of blip where like they kind of came back, um, where it was like you had like scream and the scream ripoffs, and then you had like for teen films, you had, like can't hardly wait and shit, but then it just died again. And yeah. then in the 2000s, it just fucking went ape shit. Like, it was just, like, as big as the 80s, like, or at least as many as, like, the 80s. Because it was, like, if you were considering everything that was coming out, like, straight to DVD, straight to, like, cable, like, in theaters, like, it was just everywhere. And I was just, like, of that era, I think Hatchet still holds up as one of the best ones of that entire time. Like, I was just, like, I would still point that as, like, of the 2000s era horror, I was, like... That that would be the ones I would like. I would happily recommend to people above like the ones that are more iconic in many cases. Like, I don't really care about the Saw franchise. I'm not saying that they're bad. I just don't really care that much. But like, I fucking love Hatchet. So it's like, if you ask me, like, oh hey, like, what's a good horror movie from the 2000s? I'd be like Hatchet. Like, oh, what about Saw three? I don't fucking care about Saw three. But like, I was like, but Hatchet's awesome. So like, rock on. Like, you you can listen to me or not. I don't care. Do do you do you? Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Like, yeah. Um... There was a there there was a weird time, especially after the boom died. The, the second boom, like you know, like you said, uh, the first slasher boom, like it was went like fucking sky high, like especially in '81, and then like it was like a slow decline, to, to, like to the point where like '89, where you had uh, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan not do well, and uh, Halloween Five not do well, and fucking. Um, Nightmare 5, not do well. Uh, An Intruder kind of like came and went, uh, which is unfortunate because Dead Film is is fucking amazing. And like, you know, and then like, you know, the early early to mid 90s and shit, slash movies weren't doing anything until uh, Scream came out. And then like like you said, a little blip where like they kind of came back in fashion and then it just, boom, and they died again. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They were fucking dead. Um, Although ironically... I feel like the movie that really brought him back was Freddy vs. Jason. Because um, yeah. that movie made a kajillion dollars. So it was just like, oh my god, horror is back. I mean, I guess it really restarted like, when they started remaking the Japanese ones, like with the ring and shit. 
But like, I feel like Freddy versus Jason was kind of the one that was, was like, oh, like this made a shit ton of money. Like, let's make more of these. And that's why you ended up getting like Land of the Dead and shit because it was just like things that had been unfundable for like a long time where all of a sudden like, oh yeah, fuck, we don't want any horror we can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They became a fashion again. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, it was like in Hollywood studios, they just f- follow where the money's coming from. You know what I mean? That's why I think so we're on the verge of something else because like between Terrifier 2 and like Smile and like X and Pearl and like, I feel like a lot of shit this year definitely like suggested to studios that, like, oh, hey, there's an appetite for horror. So it's like, I think that we're going to get in the next like couple of years, not necessarily as huge of a boom, but it's definitely going to be like, they're going to be testing the waters to like see like how far they can take it. And if it goes far, they're going to be like, yeah, <laughs> it's going right. to be like time to do this again. No, no. Yeah, totally. Like, and, and obviously because how varied the, uh, the horror titles were this year, which which did really well. Like you said, X and Pearl, uh, Smile. Smile made a lot of fucking money. It wasn't even, it wasn't it wasn't supposed to even released in fucking theaters. It was supposed to be a Paramount yeah. Plus movie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, like Barbarian as well. Barbarian yep. did exceptionally well. Yeah, I'm saying like in like the Terrifier Two thing, like it just like that was not meant to make anything. It was just basically just like it was basically a vanity release. <laughs> like right, and it turned out to be this. So I feel like that's definitely that's gonna be that's gonna be very helpful in terms of like. The next couple of years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely gonna see a lot more horror stuff. Like also, um, it uh, it makes uh, there's that uh, fucking uh, James Wan and uh, Jason Blum are fucking merging companies. Yes, yeah, like combining forces. Right, and uh, uh, Walter Hamada, who uh, was formerly at Warner Brothers, and he has very uh, nice partnership with uh, James Wan and shit, um, has moved on to uh, Paramount. Um, and he's gonna fucking make horror pictures for them over there. Um, a lot of people saying that you know uh, James Wan is um, thought he was gonna go over there. You know what I'm saying? Because Walter Hamada went over to Paramount, uh, and they thought like, oh, well, they have a relationship, so of course he's you know he's gonna go over there. But like you know, then the news came that these motherfuckers just making this uh, mega uh, horror corporation with uh, Jason Blum and shit. To be fair, though, I do think Jason Blum deserves some credit for the last couple of years. Because, like, Jason Blum kind of, like, with The Purge and stuff, yeah, like, kind of, like, kept the fires burning. Like, because it was, like, he was releasing stuff that didn't cost a lot to make, but made a shit ton of money. So it was, like, that's why he was able to take chances. And, like, even though Freaky didn't do well theatrically, like, it still became a thing because he could afford to lose money, like, at a certain yeah, yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, I still feel like he should have held on to it. Like, he should have held on to it for a little bit. You know, what I'm I saying? have mixed so, feelings because I'm really glad that I didn't have to wait for it. But yes, it probably would have made more money if he had held on to it. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, but you know, at least we we got it. We love it. You know. Um, well, spoilers for our feelings on it when we eventually talk about Freaky. Like, <laughs> you already know we fucking love it and shit. So that one's gonna be a love fest. You know, what I'm saying so. It's yes. all good. But yeah, um, but definitely Adam Green deserves a lot of credit. You know what I'm saying? Because you know he he put this out there. Like like you said, we're in an era where everything was fucking torture porn. It was it was Saw. It was uh, this came out the same year as uh, Saw three. What was it? Uh, uh, the first Hostel came out in 2006 or 2005. 2005. I know it was well, earlier in the 2000s. 
Right. Uh, I like it's. I think it's around like 2005, 2006. Because I know for a fact Part Two came out in 2007. Because I mm-hmm. saw that. Yeah. Um. So he came out around that time. Also, uh, remember Teristas? Or yes, or, I did not until you just said that. But yes. <laughs> if, if, if my mother was here, God bless her. She, it's Teristas. <laughs> I was like, it's Teristas, mom. It's Teristas. It's Teristas. You fuck. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's about a bunch of gringos. So, like, what do you want? <laughs> right, right, right. So, I, I, I'm, I'm keeping on. Yeah, I'm keeping on track. You know what I'm yes. saying? But yeah, uh, that came out in 2006, I remember. And, like, you know, like, th- that's where horror was. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, everybody was like, well, like, slashers are dead again. Uh, what do we got? And, you know, the, you had Saw come out in 2004. And, like, oh, we'll do this. And, the, Poor James Wan's in the corner, like, no, that's that's not what I meant. <laughs> Don't do that, please. Oh, they're doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then Hostel, you know what I'm saying? And then here he is with this, you know, this little fun uh party slasher, you know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, it was just it was like a like a breath of fresh air, you know? And where it's just like at that point. Like, it played against them. Cause like the the whole tagline that was on there when they yes. were like, it's not based on like a Japanese one, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, I feel like it played against them getting it made, but it does ultimately make it relevant in a time when it was needed, I feel like. Yeah. And then, like, the the, the other tagline, uh, good old-fashioned American, American horror. horror. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the perfect way to describe it. Yeah. You know, good old-fashioned American horror, good old-fashioned American 80s slasher film, you know, and, and, and it's beautiful and I love it. So, yeah. It fucking rules. I love, yeah, no, I fucking love Hatchet. Hatchet, I I still think like that is one of the best. Like, that just, it's so fucking good. And I, I, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no, fuck yeah. All right. So now it is time for my pick. Um, you can't see the air quotes of Patrick Han. He's laughing because he knows why. But uh, I'm going with Creature from the Black Lagoon. Now, um, I will... I know it wasn't necessary, but I will bring it up anyway. Like, as you know, the premise of the show is that one of us will pick a film and the other one will pick another one of the double feature that we do. However, both of these movies are essentially Patrick's picks. <laughs> Because, um, I, I give for, for context, uh, I started working a new job, uh, at the beginning of this month, at the time of this recording, which is November, uh, beginning of this month, I started working a new job, and, um, it's a hard job, and, um, it's kind of been, it leave me without, like, creative spot, spark, if you will, where it's just like, I haven't been really able to think and all that stuff. So Patrick asked me, he's like, Hey, like, you know, like, what do you want to talk about it in the next episode? And he was like, Oh, you like, uh, like, there's no rush. You got like, what was it? This was like, I can't remember like, the timing, but Thursday. I just mentioned, yeah, I was just like, yeah, I was like, there's no rush. Just like whatever you want to do. And then like, cause basically like all of them from the start was basically like, um, I made a list of like everything that I wanted to do. Cause I, have mental problems. Um, so I was just like, I just made lists of everything that I would want to do. And like for a long time, Rob was like, let's do that one and that one. And so that's why I was just yeah. like, okay, cool. That kind of became the thing. And so like um, for this week, I was just like, hey, just whichever way you want to do, just let me know. And like 
when the, <laughs> before we were supposed to do it, it was just like, yeah, I got nothing. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, I was like, there's there's a whole list. Like, I was just like, no, no, so. like, no. Hey, here's the thing. It wasn't even this week. It was last week because we were supposed yeah. to do this last week yes. uh, at the time of this recording. And, like, you text me on Tuesday, like, you know, like, yeah, we got time. Like, you know, like, if any ideas, like, you know, pairings you want to do. Because, like Patrick said, he's all the films, like, he, he wanted to talk about, and I would just pair them. Like, do this one with this one. Sure. This one with this one. Sure. So it's like, uh, okay, so if you got any ideas, uh, what you want to do? Like, you know, we got time. And that was a little two days, and I hit him up on Thursday, and, yeah, I got nothing. I, I, I got nothing. Like, I had nothing going on. I could not come up with a single idea. So Patrick goes, okay, so, like, I got a good idea. And, and matter of fact, I think you mentioned it before. Like, you know, like, you thought th this would be a good double. And like, I was like, yeah, like, like you know, like, or if I, like, I could come up with anything else, you know what I'm saying? Like, we could do that. But so Patrick was came back to it. He was like, how about we do Hatchet and Creature from the Black Lagoon? I was like, yeah, let's do that. Because I, I got nothing going on. <laughs> To be fair though, that what this was your idea originally, because it was like one of the ones you threw, you pitched to me at one point, and I've now started writing them all down. But um, they, you had mentioned it as an idea. That was that's a really cool idea, and um, that's why like I always kind of fouled it away because I was always just like, oh, it's, I, I want to do that one at some point. And then when it came yeah, up, yeah. I was just like, okay, so this is that point. <laughs> right, right. It, um, another thing, this is also uh, made more awkward and weirder to me by the fact that. I literally just watched this film like a month ago, like for the first time. Like I, re I remember too, because uh, you and me were talking about. Um, remember the the, the Universal uh, Monster Steelbooks? Yeah, yeah. And I was showing like I, I was showing you all the ones I had. Uh, I had Dracula. I have uh, Frankenstein. I have the Mummy, and I have the Wolfman. And you said uh, no love for the creature for the Black Lagoon, and I, and I revealed to you that I've actually never seen it. And when I tell you Patrick almost had a fucking uh, aneurysm, <laughs> what? Like, what? Like, Patrick texts just as he talks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just want y'all to know that. So I gotta, I gotta capitalize what with, like, fucking five question marks. And I was like, yeah, I've never seen it. And he was like, oh, dude, it, it, it's fucking awesome. Like, you gotta see it. And I was like, alright, sure. And I was... Uh, this was before I started working, so uh, I was here during the day, you know, just watching movies. So I was like, you know, fuck, it's on. It was on Tubi. It was still on Tubi for like the next couple of days. And I was like, all right, sure, I'll watch it fucking now. Get it out the way. And I gotta say, I really enjoyed it. Like, you know, like, and I was expecting to because I love the original Universal monster movies, but. I was just really just kind of like blown away by just how really good the fucking movie actually is. Like, um, like the, 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 of course the design of, uh, the creature or Gilman, uh, as he's come to be known is, is great. I feel like though they, they, they show him a little too much, you know what I'm saying? Where it reveals his, um, you know, like man in suit, which, which always kind of bothers me. I mean, like, to be fair, where, though, where you I could tell it's was, a man in the suit. There was no Universal Monster movie. They, they did not do subtle. Like it was just like there was. They, it's not like they held back Dracula or even Frankenstein or monster, um, or like Wolfman. It was always like they were like, oh hey, here's our monster. <laughs> like they're always very much like, and here he is again. Here he is again. This is you, you're getting this now, right? We're gonna keep showing you the monster. Like I was just like, I'm okay with this. This is fine. 
No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I, I, I thought it was like incredibly suspenseful. It was handled so well, um, especially all the the underwater sequences, uh, like you know where, where they're down there, uh, like. It, it, yeah, it was it was a really fun time. I really enjoyed it, you know. And it's like kind of I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, like I, I, I kind of blew it waiting so long to watch it. But you know, it's first times for everything, so it's like, you know, it can't hold that against me. Um, but um, I, I really did uh, like it. Like I'm really uh, uh, just uh, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Uh. Never mind, because um, I'm not about to sit here and fucking stay here for five minutes just to try to think of a word <laughs> and shit. Where we could just we could just move on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, 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 uh, I, I liked it a lot. I really did like it a lot. No, yeah, I mean that's because I I hadn't seen it. Um, I mean it was recently, but because um, it was something that I remembered from when I was a kid. Because like I loved the Universal Monster movies when I was a kid. As I've said before, like, that was my first memories of horror. I just don't remember exactly what I watched when, but I watched the shit out of the Universal Monster movies. Um, and I always loved, uh, Creature. I fucking hate Gilman. Um, but, um, I always loved Creature as a design. Like, I thought it was really cool. I plan on getting tattooed on me eventually. Um, and, like, that was also one of the things I always remembered in Monster Squad that I really liked was I loved, um, Creature's appearance in that. Um, yeah. And I was just like, that to me made him on the same level as, like, Frankenstein and, uh, Dracula and Wolfman, because it was just like, he's one of those guys. Um... And so, like, to me, I always just, like, I loved the, like, iconic look of it. And I hadn't watched the movie in so long. And then when um, that Blu-ray box set came out um, that Universal put out with all the... Because when they first did individual DVDs back in the day, I only bought Wolfman and Frankenstein because they're the only ones I cared about at the time. And yeah. I should have bought, bought Bride, too. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me. Um, but um, at the time, I didn't really care about anything else. And then um, they released that Blu-ray box set. I was like, fuck it. Like, it's like, that's... I'll just get that. And I did. And I was like working my way through them. And I was like, I wasn't surprised um, by how much I liked Creature from Black Lagoon because I always remembered liking it. But um, I was really impressed with the filmmaking of it. Because um, you talked about like the um, like the whole like man in suit thing and like whatever. But I was like, I actually think that's kind of makes it even more impressive to watch it now is because like how much of this movie is shot underwater. And. Yeah. The fact that you took a dude, put him in God knows how much weight of rubber and whatever the fuck else that suit was made of, put him not only underwater, because there are certain points where he's like legitimately like down deep and just like staring whatever, like they're trying to build suspense, but also yeah. sometimes where he has to like swim and whatnot. All of this in a fucking that suit. Like imagine what the massive must have been like, like at that point. So it's like that to me kind of makes it even cooler. It's just that you recognize that there was a guy who did that. That to me makes it better. Like, I mean, yes, it definitely takes away from like any kind of scare factor, but like I'm an adult, so I'm not gonna be scared by it anyway. So I'm just impressed by it as like the filmmaking ability of like just what it came to be. Also, another thing I think is cool is um, this movie is, if you ever saw, well, I'm assuming you did, but um, Del Toro's Shape of Water, it was based on the idea of, like, Del Toro, I guess, loves this movie and always thought the creature and um, the the main girl deserve to get together, which I'm like, that's interspecies erotica, fucko. Like, it was just like, um, but, like, it does, 
I do definitely see his point when you watch Shape of Water. Um, in this movie, I just think it's cool that, like, the way they kind of tie it into science as much as they tie it into horror, like, it's, like, science fiction as much as it's horror. Like, the mm. whole idea of it's kind of, like... Because that does kind of make sense to me. Like, to me, like, the creature of the lack of view makes as much sense as, like, Bigfoot. Like, Bigfoot is, like, the lost, like, link, but the missing link between man and ape. And, like, but I was, like, but if all life came out of the sea, it makes as much sense to me that there would be the missing link between man and fish. Like, so right. it's, like, the idea of the creature is that. I think it's fucking cool as shit. Like, so it's, like, there's, like I don't know. I think it's, it's really an interesting movie, too, on, like, on that level. Filmmaking level and on terms of like the just the, the plotting of it, I think is cool. No, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, one thing I was uh, 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 I noticed was that uh, which which is I always find like uh, funny, like thinking back was like uh, like male uh, action heroes of like that era. It's like compared to like the, the, the like the, the heroes in movies now, like you like you think of like. Uh, a hero and uh, you would see in today's movie would be like uh, Dwayne Johnson and uh, Jason Momoa and Jason Statham, like you know, saying like you know, like they're all cut up and sweaty and like, and even going back to the eighties, like Stallone and Schwarzenegger and like uh, Charles Bronson and all those kind of guys, and then like. You realize, like, I don't even include Bronson in a list of big, beefy motherfuckers. It's like tiny no, ass Charles Bronson. <laughs> no, but Bronson was cut up dude and shit. Like, if you ever seen him shirtless, you know what I'm saying? Like, movies like Hard Times and all that stuff and, and Shadows Land. Uh, like, you know, he's shirtless in there and shit. Like, Bronson was a fit motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Um, but like you, you look at these dudes and shit with their shirts off constantly, you know what I'm saying? Like they're they're like built with like no muscle tone at all and they're shit. Like and it was me, like, basically. <laughs> like like you know, like like they look like how you see like Charlton Heston in one of those movies back in the day. And it's just like these these were the guys. These were like these were like the fucking Schwarzenegger Stallones at their time and shit. And I could imagine like w- w- women in the theater, like, oh my god, look at that man with his shirt off. Oh, how dreamy. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, these were the action heroes and shit. Like, you know, like, I'm pretty sure that was a large part of the selling point, especially um, Homegirl in in her bathing suit. But, um, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, like all the men were just like, oh, like, wow, look at her. Look, could they wear something like that? Oh my god, she's so sexy, and it's just like some like like it's almost like a onesie. You know oh yeah, it's definitely a one piece. Yeah, 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 it's definitely yeah. No, it's it's not revealing in any way, shape, or form. Like yeah, I I I can imagine this shit like you know like mothers groups being like, how could you let her wear such a thing? This is it's basically pornography. For someone take it the children. You know what I'm saying? And these dudes and shit like they're they're they're. Like, they're practically wearing speedos with their taco meat hanging <laughs> out. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh yeah, these were the beefy dudes back in the day. These were the the, the sweat up uh, uh, roid monsters that basically considered. And then you got Whip Bissell on the side with his peace pipe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like like he was the first person I noticed. I'm like, I don't know this actor. I seen. Like uh, I think um, one of those dudes in, in this movie was in a. Uh, it came from outer space. I think so. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, he wore a suit throughout that entire thing. He wasn't showing off his taco meat, and that one like he isn't <laughs> here. 
Like the, 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 this man's in a pair of speedos for the duration of this movie. This movie is like what eighty minutes long, almost eighty minutes, and he's in a pair of speedos for like ninety five percent of it. Uh, with with his uh, with his harpoon trying to hunt the creature down and all that stuff, and then you got this uh, James Franciscus looking motherfuckers uh, sabotaging everything right next to him, and uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> And it's just like, like I, I, like I always find that stuff funny. Like you know, looking back down at the the action heroes of back in the day, like what they considered action heroes back in the day. And this is like, this motherfucker looks like a friend of my dad's and shit from work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and these, these these were the heroes at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like like you think of like Robert Mitchum and shit. Const- okay, yeah, constantly. Yeah, no, Robert Mitchum is also built exactly like me. So watch what you say. God damn it. <laughs> like uh, um, the like yeah, that's the stuff that I find interesting. And like you know, obviously you know the, the creature. You know what I'm saying and, and like you know the suspense because there's a, a lot of really good suspenseful scenes in this movie. Um, but when that's not happening, I'm just like. Look, 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 look at this guy. This guy was like fucking, uh, this guy was like Jason Statham back in the day. Um, that, that was the Jason Statham from back in the day. This was everybody was like, oh, I'm going to see that guy in the movie, like punch a guy like every fucking uh, 70 minutes. Punch you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> totally, right? Uh, yeah, like that's the shit that was, uh, I was finding interesting in the movie besides all the, all, all the, the creature stuff. Like, I mean, I do wait, think like, that, like, they do... It is funny, though, because they, they do look kind of similar. So the only way I can keep track of them is because, like, because as you said, like, they are wearing the same kind of wardrobe throughout the movie of just not wearing a lot of clothing. So the only way I really keep track of them is the bad one is blonde, and then the the, the, yes. the good scientist is brown-haired, dark-haired. It's yeah, yeah. So I can't say brown. I don't know for sure it was brown. I'm just guessing that it was brown. Yeah, one, one has light hair and one has dark hair. Yes. You know what I'm saying, and uh, and I think uh, the hero has more taco meat on his chest than uh, the the asshole, the, the blonde asshole does. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I believe that's that that's another way to tell. One well, has so, darker yeah, his, hair. His hair is lighter, so you, I imagine his like his chest hair would also be lighter. I would imagine since he has blonde hair. We'll see. I don't yeah. know. I can't. I can't say. He's got he's got flesh colored hair on his chest. <laughs> I guess he got blonde hair on his chest, but all right, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah, that's the that stuff I find interesting. Um, I just had a fucking point in. Uh, uh, yeah, man, I'm getting old and shit because I keep forgetting fucking points. To, uh, well, I, I, like, mean, I, I had a point. Think, I was. <laughs> go like, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The thing that like is kind of interesting watching it now is how little has changed in like seventy years because it's like there's the one guy who's an actual scientist who's like we must study this creature. Like, we must figure this out. And then there's the other guy that is like, we can make a profit from this. And I was like, we literally are in the exact same place 70 years later. Well, actually, probably worse now. But still, like, things have not changed much in 70 years, which is fucked up to think about when I'm watching it now, is I was like, oh, so Elon Musk was still a menace back then. Good to know. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's like like even back then the fucking businessmen were still the assholes of the movie and it's just, it's like 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 th- this is some shit that you would see like people say like oh like you know, the movie's more relevant today than it yeah. was the, like no that just means shit hasn't changed. Yeah, like, exactly. The, the, the assholes who were the assholes back then are still the assholes of today and shit. And, you know, that's the that's the world we live in. It just is like it's not re- it's not relevant. It's just shit has stayed the same for too fucking long. You know what I'm saying? And and it's all fucked up. But now I remember what I was gonna say. When the fuck did he become the Gill Man anyway? What do you mean? Was it like Monster Squad? Yeah, I think it was. was it Monster- because, like, the whole thing with Monster Squad was that they like they wanted to use the Universal monsters, but they were not doing it universal. So you basically had to make them whatever version that you could make that was in public domain. <laughs> so it was like it wasn't the creature of Black Lagoon because you can't use the creature of Black Lagoon because that's Universal's IP. So the only time they actually call him creature is the creature stole my Twinkie line. Um, but yeah, it was like Dracula was um, public domain. So they could use Dracula. They just couldn't use Dracula designs and like so on. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. They didn't use the, the, the bolts on Frankenstein's monster in that one did they no oh, it was the whole been, thing it has they, been a while since i've seen monsters yeah they, they couldn't use it, it it had to be like i will say in retrospect though i do want to put that movie at some point uh so i'm gonna say everything but i do think in retrospect um god bless dan winston because he was basically given a job of basically being like hey so we need you to make the universal monsters we don't own the universal monsters so we need you to make Something that is so close that is unmistakably these characters, but they have to be so far off that we can't get sued. <laughs> and like, and he did it. So God bless him for that. No, yeah, totally, totally. Actually, I mean, this is unfair thing because obviously, by the time Monster Squad was made, advanced effects. Uh, but the the I, I do prefer. The creatures uh, look in um, in uh, Monster Squad. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's because it's not the the suit that exists is very much made to like the specifications of the time of having to like have something that somebody could perform in, and also yeah. technologically that they could do. Like, it's like you couldn't do the eyes like the way that they are in the monster squad and stuff because like, they just didn't exist like, and like, the, way, the way the mouth was all that shit it just wasn't a thing so like it is definitely a better design i think it's I, well i'm not gonna say better i do think it's a really cool design but it's also yeah it's like it's doing it 30 years later yeah yeah totally um like it no it's a really interesting you know and cool design in this it's just like, like I said, like sometimes they hold on him for a little too long. When it's just like, oh, this is definitely just a motherfucker in the suit. And then the eyes are weird. Like, I do. I, like, I, I used to hate them, but I, now I don't. Because like I do, I do. I know you're gonna say, but like they're trying to make him look like fish eyes, which are very dead. Like so, I was like, I get it now. I definitely, I yeah, no, they're definitely not expressive eyes at all. <laughs> like they're they're very dead. But like they are kind of like a fish's eye, where there's like there's no expression; they're just a fucking eye sitting on a fucking face. Right. Like, it also, it's like that dude had to in the suit had to have been almost completely fucking blind in it, because I don't know how like he 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 really saw out of that shit. 
Uh, I'm guessing uh, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, 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 yeah, 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 John, just, just walk over here. Like, yeah, just, uh, all right, watch out, watch out. You're gonna step on something. All right, it, all right, you, yeah, yeah, you got it, you got it, yeah, okay. Put your hand on the lady. Yeah, she's gonna scream and cut. Beautiful print, and he's just sitting there like, oh, oh, oh. you know what I'm saying, like the whole time and shit. <laughs> You know, it's just the, you know, the the beauty of editing. They make it look like, oh, he's so scary and shit. Really, this motherfucker's just befuddling around and shit. The set, like, I can't see shit in here. John, <laughs> shut up. You're gonna ruin the take. Just be quiet. I can't breathe in here. Either. I'm fucking dying, man. All right, all right, just ten more minutes. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. We'll get you out of there. We're fine. We'll grab you a coke. We'll be all good. We'll be all good. We'll grab you a cigarette too. You'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh no, yeah, it's upsetting. Like, oh man, like, all the things he was able to do in that suit. God bless that fucking dude. Like, I, like, I don't even know who the fuck they got to do that. The fact that he was able to do as much as he did in what was probably the least fucking comfortable monster suit of all of those goddamn monster suits. God fucking bless that guy. Yeah, um, I, I can't, I can't imagine. Like, that's probably the most difficult one. The because. Obviously, Dracula just put fucking slather of white paint on him. And then there's uh, Karloff and uh, Frankenstein. Um, they have the appliance on the head, you know what I'm saying? Sunken cheekbones and all that said, the furrowed brow, whatever. Um, uh, Wolfman, like, you know, you got all that fucking hair and all that shit on you and shit. But like, like, that's really just the hands, the hair, the feet. Because, like, you know, he's really... Like it's weird too and shit. Like they they save money and shit or time and shit just by putting a button up shirt on them, <laughs> so you don't have to put hair on the chest. You know, what I'm saying anything. Um, I would say the the first mummy look, like in the when the mummy in the beginning, when he's wrapped in the bandages. Yeah. That's that's that was probably difficult. And I know that uh, when they did it, uh, uh, Karloff noted that uh, they didn't put a zipper on it, so he's like, oh, so just, just fuck me if I have to go to the bathroom, right? But like that creature from the Black Lagoon suit, yeah, dude was fucked in that shit. Until like, and then like you know like, uh, well I know there was two different ones. The one that walked on land and the one specifically for, so they could swim in and shit. But like I can imagine both of them sucked. Yes, you know what I'm saying. They they probably try to make it easier for him, like the the the, the underwater one. You know what I'm saying? Because like yeah, you got to swim underwater. We don't want to make it too heavy. This motherfucker just sink to the bottom and shit, and then he's fucked. You know what I'm saying? But we went uh, five Johns before we get there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're the sixth. Make it count. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? I can't hear you. No, you're fine. You're fine. Just jump in the water. Come on, come on. We gotta get out of here early and shit. We got a got a matinee of a Charlton Heston film. I want to get to real far. Come on. Jump in. Just, somebody push him in the water, please. Thank you. <laughs> No way! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's sinking to the bottom, dying and shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, director, we lost another one. Ah, fuck. You know what I'm <laughs> Call Universal, we need another John. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, I can imagine they, they tried to make it as comfortable um, and light as possible for the underwater sequences, but I imagine it still fucking sucked so bad. Like, he probably was in freezing water, couldn't even tell and shit. He's still like it's like fucking 
like 40 below in the water and shit. And he takes the mask off and he's sweating bullets. Like, oh, like water leaked into the suit. Like, motherfucker, that's my sweat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm dying in this shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't even know. I think it's like, I was like, because it's like, if you've ever like been around boats and shit, like even if you put like rubber in the water, like you bring it back up, it's way fucking heavier. Oh, yeah. Than when you put it in. So it's like, I'm genuinely curious what the fuck they made it out of. Because like, since he actually had to do things in the water, like swimming or like diving to the bottom and all that shit. I'm like, I'm genuinely curious if they made it out of. Cause like, I feel like anything that you make it out of, especially in the fifties, like when there wasn't like the technology there is now, I'm genuinely like, I am puzzled for how the fuck they managed to like, not have somebody just sink. Like after like doing it twice, three times, like I genuinely am curious how the fuck they managed that. Yeah. And and he spent like there's a lot of time spent underwater. Yeah. Like like, like there there there's swimming sequ- underwater sequences that go on for well like five six seven minutes almost like it seems and shit where he's just like swimming around da 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 and shit. So I could imagine how long they had him under there just fucking catching B roll of his ass swimming around in a circle, and he can't hear them and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Like, all right, you get down there, John. You get down there and you just swim, and then and then just just swim, just swim, John. Just swim, just swim. How long am I supposed to hold my breath? It's, it's fine, it's fine, buddy. We got you, we got you. Okay, we're gonna take care of you. We're gonna take care of you real good. You just you just swim around for like ten minutes. Wait, wait, what? Push him in the water, please. Come on, he's wasting time. <laughs> I am wondering. I, that's something I was wondering when I was watching it again. Is I was like, I'm wondering if they gave him because I feel like they, it, it doesn't seem that there's enough room um, in the suit for it to be there. But I was like, so either he did have to hold his breath for a shitload of time, or they put a fucking oxygen tank in that suit. But I was like, it doesn't look like it. If they did, like it must have been. If they did, it was the skinniest goddamn actor ever because it doesn't look there's room. Like especially cause, like if you watch when they go in, like to scuba dive in that movie, the way the size of the tanks in those days was massive so i'm just like i don't feel like that they could have done this convincingly so that dude must have been holding his breath and god fucking bless him for still being alive <laughs> well, probably i, I, I could right right yeah yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> totally but what, what i can imagine is they probably had somebody off hand with an oxygen tank you know like just just, just swim until just swim until you run out of breath john just swim until but you run still, out of breath like, what do you do like take the fucking like it looks like this like i mean i'm, I'm sure it's like a, it's like a head piece and like a body piece but still like what the fuck do you do like you take off the fucking like head and like put it back on like that's like uh, I, I'm, I'm maybe they had like one of them like fucking uh, things that they you know put in the mouth like i don't know how they fit it through the yeah that's what i'm saying the the, the, the design like the mask there's like no like right it's like it's not like it's like a series of appliances like it's, it's like it's a, it's a straight up fucking rubber fucking Halloween mask. Like, right, you right. put that on me now, where the fuck am I going to put a fucking oxygen mask? Like, there's just there's just nowhere for it to go. Like, Right, right, right. Like, he just had to swim for five minutes holding his breath and shit. Like, all right, John, when, when you run out of breath, just give us a sign and, and, <laughs> and, and we'll help you out, buddy, and shit. And his sign is like, I'm fucking dying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, all right, all right, we'll fucking... All right, go down and get John. Bring him to the surface. Let him catch some air. Let him get some air. All right, you got some air, John? Okay, good. All right, now go back and down. Like, dude, I was just down there for 10 minutes. You know, <laughs> you got to give me more than a minute of air. Come on, John. It's going to start to get dark. We're going to start losing the light. Could you get back down there, please? Come on. Come on, buddy. Come on, be a part of the team. Be a part of the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm also curious where they shot it, because, like, it... I mean, I feel like movies back then were shot pretty much exclusively in California, but, like, they do do a convincing job of making it look... Not necessarily like the, like the Amazon, because, I mean, it doesn't necessarily look like the Amazon, but, mm. like, of making it look... Like, I don't want to say, like, foreign, but, like, making it look, like, kind of otherworldly, almost. Like, it's, it's almost like with like every place that you shot any fucking, like... Star Trek shot any fucking alien scene, where it's just, like, this vast, like, weird desert. Like, whatever. It's very much like that's where they shot this, but they also managed to find that place that had, like, tons of water around. And I'm just, like... I'm genuinely wondering where the fuck they managed to, like, find this. Like, to find these it, locations. Yeah, yeah, like like Like, Hollywood always has, like, a, a spot where they film, you know... Yeah. Uh, with the they filmed the, the same fucking uh, uh spot with the rocks and shit for star every Star Trek episode. Like if you if you want to know which one I'm talking about, the like infamously in the the Gorn episode arena, um, where where they also killed uh Bill and Ted and Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Yep, yep. Um, I was gonna say yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, they shot like so many episodes there and shit. Uh, then like you know they got back lots where you want to shoot like city scenes and all that shit. Um, so they probably had like a spot like where it's like, yeah, the, um, you're gonna use that place over there in the, in, the, in the back there, like for the swamp scenes, for the for the for the sw- for the swimming. Uh, like I, I can imagine like like the swimming scenes were actually done like in a big ass pool that they just put like fake weeds and shit and uh, like. I mean that's probably a sea- factor, but at the same time I was also like my thing is also like, I feel like, in the fifties I don't even know, I mean maybe I could be wrong. But I feel like that kind of shit wasn't done. Like, I feel like cause everything was like the fucking back lot. So I was like, I don't know if they really had the tanks like for, like, for that by that point. Like, it's like, I know, like, by the time they did, like, the Poseidon adventure and shit, like, yeah, they built fucking tanks. But, like, by yeah. this point, I'm curious if they actually had that kind of, like, just had the resources to be like, yeah, let's build this fucking, like, massive whatever the however many hundred gallon tank for us to like because the whole point of like the reason they did all these movies was like because they didn't it's the same thing the reason that horror happens now is because it's they usually don't take that much money to make and they make a lot of profit by that right equation because it's like if we spend 10 million on this and it makes 20 million we've already doubled our profit like and if it makes 100 million we've fucking 10 times our profit. So right. it's like the same thing. So I'm like, I'm genuinely like wondering if they even like, I, I, I they, if everyone could have been in pools and shit, but I, I feel like that would have been too expensive or at least prohibitive for the time. But like, cause it is very, I will say it's very convincing. Like the, the, the water, the underwater scenes look fucking legit. Like from every time I've ever, I mean, I haven't like scuba dived, scuba dived. But I've, like, spent a lot of time, like, swimming and diving and shit in, when I was a kid. And I'm like, that looks like what underwater looks like. Like, I'm not, like, I'm I'm not in any way taken out of the movie by this. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, <clears throat> I was, because uh, I knew, like, the, the uh, I was aware of, the like, all the underwater stuff. And, like, like yeah, like, you know, they did some innovative underwater stuff. But I, I don't think I was fully prepared for just, like, like, wow, like. They were done under there down for a while, and like they really captured it like really well, um, and it's like 
like I mean, like that's what that's what I make I make the jokes and shit, but like they, they kind of come from truth because you know, like back in the day, the studio system did not give a fuck about performers at all. No, so I'm just like, yeah. I'm pretty... say back in the day, as if that wasn't a thing now, like where people just get like fucking treated like shit and tossed away. Like let's not like act like that much has changed in the decades since. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But like, you know, like, but like, yeah, like, but I think they were a lot more meaner spirited because uh, uh, back in those days and shit, they really didn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays and shit, like you do something and like, you know, there's going to be somebody like, oh, yeah, they did this and they're fucked up. And it's like, hey, uh, you were fucked up for doing that, man. Why'd you do that? And they're just like, oh, and then well, yeah, like, you know, now it's like you get bad press. But back then. It was like they were fucking putting fucking drugs in Judy Garland's food to try to make her like stay younger longer, which doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And fucking um yeah, like and who are you gonna complain to? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like like oh like I'm gonna tell the papers about you and I'm gonna fucking have you fired, I'm gonna ruin your career and shit. And then they fucking uh put out like, oh this guy's fucking on drugs, alcoholic, he's hitting the sauce. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and then you get blacklisted and then you fucking die penalty as an alcoholic. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> but, uh, like, other than that, other than that, my fears of, like, that's what was happening on this set, like, where they were just, like, they really did have a, a motherfucker named John down there for 15 minutes holding his breath. You know what I'm saying? So they could capture these underwater sequences. Like, they, they're done exceptionally well. Like, you yeah. know, uh, I, I really did, I was really just, like, you know, like, wow! This, I was, you know, I was, I was expecting a good monster movie, but I'm like, hey, this, this shit really fucking rocks. Like, you know, what I'm saying the, the way they, they went about it and they did it. Um, and like, I want to go back to the, the our two, our two uh, uh, beefy hunks for a second, because, <laughs> because as, as we were talking about, like, you know, they, uh, one, one's the like the hero and he's the scientist, so he's the the morally upright one. And the other one's the businessman, so he's like fucking asshole, corrupt, and all that shit. And then like, uh, what is it? Uh, scientist man just wants to fucking he's getting like, you know what? It's not even worth it. Let's just get out of here with our lives. And the other one's just like, I want to stay and I want to capture it. You know what I'm saying? Because we can make money. And then they it's get like, it like, yes, it's like the alien thing, where it's just like, even yeah. though the alien, every goddamn alien movie has proven to be too much for you every goddamn time, they're like. Well, but maybe this time. Right, right. Like he's definitely, he's definitely like a like a beefy version of a uh, Burke. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, just, yeah. Like yeah, he's he's beefy Burke, and um, it was like, oh, I'm gonna go down with you. We're gonna capture the creature, and he's like, no, you're not coming down with me. And then they start slugging each other, and it's like the funniest shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like it's it's like a it's like a it's less like a punch, but more like a bitch slap. Ugh. And then he gets knocked out for like fucking ten seconds. Then he gets up, and then he bitch slaps him. And it's just like, like this was the big action sequence in the movie. <laughs> this is well, this was the, yes, this, but... <laughs> this was this was the big fucking fisticuff scene and shit. Like you know nowadays and shit. Like it'd be like all edited and choreographed. But it was like back in the day, the big fist action sequence, fist fight in the movie was these two dudes basically closed hand uh, bitch slapping each other and shit for 30 seconds and then they just go swimming <laughs> <laughs> i mean to be fair though i think the thing at the time was the selling point was the horror aspects and like the like monster aspects so i feel like that's kind of the shit where it was just like it was kind of like 
I'm not gonna go as far as say like irrelevant, but it was kind of like less important. Like it was just like we don't need to spend that much time on that because like that's not what people are coming for. They just want to see the fucking monster do shit. And I yeah. do think that's the one thing that kind of bums me out is that they and the reason that I kind of wish that they would do like a remake of it is because um they talk about what the creature does like when it like kills people, but they don't show you. They just it's like they like it's like Jaguars cut up a man like that. I'm like, show me the cut up man. Like, why are you not showing me the cut up man? I want to see the cut up man. Um, right. It's all off camera. And I'm just like, I get it was the 50s and they weren't, they couldn't show me the cut up man, but it's still annoying. Cause I'm just like, God damn it. Cause like, that's, that's the thing. Like, I do think it's the thing that's really cool about the creature also is that like there is like a duality to it in the same way that there is um, like Frankenstein, the monster. Um, is that um, it's there's not like a mean spirited tone to the monster. It's right. just a monster. It just it's just a creature existing, and people being frightened of it and it protecting itself the best way it can. It's not like it's Dracula who is like actively feeding on human beings. Like it's literally just an animal that's trying to live. Like, that's literally, the, so it's, there's a tragedy to it that I think is really cool. Because even at like the end of the movie, like, yeah. spoilers for a fucking, almost fucking 70-year-old movie. Um, but, like, when um, they, like, end up shooting the creature down, and, like, he's, like, going for the kill shot, and he's just, like, just stop. Just, like, just let yeah. it go. Yeah, yeah, and it, like, it go. goes to, like, die in the ocean. I'm like, it's very fucking sad. Like, because this creature didn't do anything to anyone. Like, it wasn't trying. You came into its territory, and it protected itself and its territory. The creature is not the bad guy here. <laughs> like, if anything, this movie is kind of a, like, without trying to be, because it was, like, the 50s, no, we're thinking in this way. It's kind of a fucking indictment of white people coming in and colonization, because that's what it is. Like, the creature is not doing anything to harm anyone that isn't fucking not that isn't like invading <laughs> like that isn't coming in there to take its place take the fucking creature itself away like it's like you're attacking it it is protecting itself by like so it's like i think it's, an, it's like one of the more interesting monsters in that respect so basically the the, the gorn episode from star trek because because that's exactly because <laughs> that's exactly what happens in their one also um and we it's funny because we were just talking about it too uh, before we started uh, recording. Um, Starship Troopers, yeah. that's because that's essentially what happens. Like you know, yeah. like you think that the, the 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 bugs are the bad guys, but it's basically just uh, uh, fucking humans uh, basically trying to take over their colony and all that stuff. And the bugs are basically defending themselves. Yeah. Um. So it's like yeah, like you know, y'all came in, you're fucking digging around in the water. Uh, like digging up, like I guess his old dead friends, because they find a fucking uh, yeah, the like, hand, the, yeah, the hand and shit. That was probably his boy and shit. And it's like, oh, like why, why can't you let him just rest in peace? Why are you sitting there digging this shit up? Like, look at you now, you're gonna sit there and put it in a museum. Fuck you, I'm gonna scratch your eyes out. And um, and that is true. Uh, what you said about uh, they they never show what, like the the, the closest thing is they show uh. The guy gets set on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Whip Pistol. Um, he basically just like grabs his head, and, like, Ugh! and he's like, "Oh!" And then he gets set on fire, and then, uh, and then we just see him bandaged up. We never see yeah. his face and shit. And it's like, obviously, like you know, like I think that was too much for uh, audiences back then. Anyway. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, 
like like just the grabbing of the face like i could just imagine that was like like watching the terrifier 2 back then for them <laughs> and the audience was like oh he grabbed his face i'm gonna faint oh you know what i'm saying like spilled the popcorn on the floor and shit betty i paid like a dollar for that popcorn they're very expensive <laughs> a you dollar it was like I think it was like a nickel, <laughs> like in the nineteen fifties. Like <laughs> that was still that was still too much. Like that shit reminds me of like uh, remember that moment from uh, King Kong? Yeah, where the, where the dude was complaining about like these tickets cost me twenty bucks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like tw- you bitching about twenty bucks, and then you got to realize like twenty bucks was probably like a fucking hundred bucks. Oh, back probably then. like a thousand bucks back then. It was just like oh yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the thirties and shit, that shit was probably like bad money, like. Like they like a thousand dollars. But it's just funny, like in hindsight, you know. Yes. We're so far removed and shit. Like twenty dollars means so little now. You know what I'm saying? Twenty dollars sure. can't buy you. Twenty dollars can't buy you anything. You know no. what I'm saying? Uh, and it was like he was like, "This cost me twenty bucks." You know what I'm saying? I wish tickets cost twenty bucks now. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the theater and shit, two tickets and shit, and a popcorn and a pack of Twizzlers and a soda and shit's like eighty-seven fifty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, yeah, um, yeah, like, I get it, but like, yeah, I wish I could have seen like, like exactly what he was doing to them, you know what I'm saying, fucking them up. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say, they, they were trying to do a remake at one point. I remember the guy who did, um, the crazies, the remake, the Breck Eisner, yeah, was supposed to do it, and I was just like, I'm fucking down. I was like, most remakes, I'm like, eh, like, but like, um, because like, I'm not somebody who like is anti remake. But, like, because I mean, like, I'm, like, whatever. Like, even if it sucks, who cares? Like, you ignore it exists. But I was just, like, it's, I was, like, it's, it, this would be easy to fuck up. Um, but I was still, like, that guy seems like he knows how to do it. I remember reading the script, and I was, like, oh, this is cool. Like, I would, I would like to see this movie. And it's never fucking happened. And I'm, like, I still would like to see this movie. Somebody should make this movie. Because I feel like that's, like, that's something that bummed me out most when they were doing the whole Dark Universe thing. Was when they were, like... We're using like uh, Mr. Hyde and like the invisible man. I'm like, who fucking cares? Like, nobody fucking cares. Use actual monsters. Why the fuck are you using Tom Cruise still? He's not even the fucking mummy. What the fuck are you doing? So, like, I would have much rather seen like Creature in Black Lagoon, whatever the fuck makeup they decided to use for Javier Bardem as Frankenstein. Like, whatever the fuck, like, do an actual, like, Monster Avengers, goddammit. Don't just do mm. random fucking, like, characters you have the goddamn rights to that you can put celebrities just to plug them in. Fucking frustrating. Fucking Dark I, I, Universe. I, I, I still don't understand how that shit was going to work, though. I think it just be, like, basically they're going to make their own giant budget version of Monster Squad at the end, is my guess. Like, may, yeah, but it's like... How do you look at the universal monsters, like, you know, basically icons of, of horror cinema? Like, not just the characters, but the movies themselves. You look at the entire thing you had there and think, oh, we're going to we're gonna do something like the Avengers. Like, why is, why is that shit? Like, why do you look at the mummy? And it's like, it's like, it's, it's like something like what you're saying. Like, you know, we've seen the mummy countless times. Um... Especially with the the, the Brendan Fraser movies, um, so those were recent. Those were very popular. 
Uh, they try to do Dracula the way they did Dracula so many goddamn times. I know they did uh, Dracula until it was never saw because I was just like, I I'm good. I don't need to see Dracula's origin story. I'm fine. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I saw I saw that. It, it was all right. I'm um, sure it's but, fine. I just don't yeah. care. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just like I don't need to see Dracula year zero. Like, it's fine. <laughs> We're good. Right. Um and and they did leave like they did a like a mid credit scene yeah because that was like that was supposed to be the original start of the, the their their universe and they yeah. abandoned that and they made Mummy the start of it and then after Mummy failed it was like we're just not going to do this it's fine just leave it alone right and it's like why are you trying to make epics out of these things like it, it has it ever well it worked for. The mummy, but the mummy's not really doing a horror thing. It's like, you know, kind of Indiana Jones adventure. Like the first one had like little horror elements in there, but by the second one, this is full on adventure shit they're doing here. Um uh, I will say though that uh, the the Wolfman that they did with Joe Johnston with the Benito. Oh no, I liked that one. I like that one a lot. I like that Um, one a lot. No, no, I like that one. But um, the thing that like they also did um, was like when they were doing the mummy that they, they had they had like I guess this predates the dark universe by like ten years. But um, they did kind of their uh, first attempt at like a like a uh, like a um, Avengers of monsters. They did Van Helsing, which I actively hate. I hate it so much. I fucking hate that goddamn movie. I was so excited. I was because I was just like, oh cool. It's be like Monster Squad, but like I'm an adult now, so it'd be like a Monster Squad for me. No, it was not. Like Jesus Christ, it was like aimed more at children than goddamn Monster Squad was. And Monster Squad was actually a kids movie. What the fuck was that movie? Fuck Van Helsing. Fuck it, it's stupid ass. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will say though, I prefer uh, uh, Hugh Jackman to uh, Anthony Hopkins as Van I'm Helsing. Saying nothing. That is the lowest possible bar. Like I don't like. And this is gonna be like, this is gonna be like I guess it's like a hot take if people don't know us. Um, I fucking hate Bram Stoker's Dracula. Well, hate's a strong word. I hate Van Helsing. I don't like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, it's not good. I don't like anything about it except for Gary Oldman. But even that's stretching the limits of what I'm saying. I enjoy. So like, fuck that movie too. Just <laughs> fuck it differently. Fuck it less hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That 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 one is not good at all. I um, hate- yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, and it's like, but they keep going to, the, like, and it's obviously this is a Hollywood thing, because they're always going to keep going to the same well, because if it proves successful to them before, it's, it's oh, it might work for us again. And it's like, yeah, like, I guess that's why, uh, well, that's a, you know, like a, a portion of why the Invisible Man uh, reboot worked. You know, also coupled with the fact that Lee Winnell was just a fantastic writer and filmmaker. You know, yeah, that's definitely a factor, and also the fact that they didn't try to connect it to anything; they were just like, just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So it's like that's probably also a big help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, and and that works right there because it's like also like when was the last time we had a what memoirs of an Invisible Man? Is the last time we had a Invisible Man? Movie? Uh, Hollow Man, I think. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. But but like yeah, that's. 20 years like almost exactly 20 years you know because hollow man came out in 2000 um and it's like yeah we haven't seen an invisible man movie in a in a long while you know so it's like we haven't seen well the shape of water might have taken the, the wind out of their sails to do a like well, a creature for the also, black one thing i heard and i don't know if this is apocryphal or not 
But I have heard that Shape of Water was Del Toro's pitch for um, a remake of Crucial Black Lagoon, and Universal was like, no. So no. like we, we we don't want our lady lady fucking the creature. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly that's how I was like, see, and, that, and I, that's how I was like, if that is true, I was like, that's why the Dark Universe failed because you had an interesting filmmaker that wanted to do something interesting, and you were like, no, fuck off. But this thing that we've done a million times, we're gonna do that again. And it's just exactly. Like, no, well, you fucking moron. <laughs> we're, we're gonna do it again, and we're gonna do it much worse. Yes. <laughs> Like, cause, cause it's like, I, 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 like, yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, like I, I know, uh, you know, you're, you're a comic book guy. I'm a comic book guy, but Marvel success has rotted the brains of so many people, audiences and studios alike, because audiences like you with you, but you're not wrong. <laughs> right. Cause the audiences are like, Oh, like they're just entertaining movies. You know what I'm saying? Who cares about these A24 movies? And like, who cares about these, all these other movies? They're boring. You know what I'm saying? Marvel's entertainment. It's for everybody. It's got diversity and shit like in diversity now, but like after 20 something movies where every lead was white uh, and male. I mean, uh, if we're being completely honest, you're doing characters that were white and male. So like, let's like, I, I, I can't, I'm not saying you're wrong. But like, I mean, Captain America being a white guy is not exactly like this big shocking revelation. Like, no, no, no. But, but but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. They 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 do Black Panther, and then they do Black Widow, and then they do Shang Chi, and now it's like, oh, uh, 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 Marvel's for everybody. Disney's for everybody. See, it's like, about how long did it take? You know, what I'm no, saying? I agree. How, how long did it take? But it's like the, that the success they've had has ruined people's brains because there's audiences but then you have studios it's like oh look all the money they're making how could we get that you got dc fucking like just in a like what is 2022 and now they're sitting there trying to figure out a new plan yeah so like how can we get the success of marvel well Where, it's like because like, the whole thing was i feel like that's the thing is like what you're saying is the absolutely true but i feel like it finally kind of died in recent in like recent times because people figured out that you can't, like you can't replicate it because it was like this very specific build that Feige did over the course of time. And none of the, none of the other studios wanted to invest that kind of time. So that's why you ended up with the situation that it was where it's like Dark Universe didn't take off because they didn't, they just wanted to get there. DC Universe mm -hmm. didn't take off because they just wanted to get there. And it was every time they tried, it failed. So eventually, I feel like they abandoned it. But like at a certain point, it was every studio being like, "What's our universe?" And it's just like you don't just stop, just stop doing this. It's fine. Right. Like just stop doing this. And like Universal apparently did get it because they were like, "Hey, Lee Winnell," or at least they were like, "Hey, Jason Blum, do you anyone wants to do a monster movie?" And Jason Blum being like, "Well, I did just work with Lee Winnell recently. Hey, do you have a pitch? Like, I want to do Invisible Man. Do I have to connect to anything? No. All right." And it was like, right, that, right, right. but that's not what they wanted at all. Like they wanted to do something that was all like connected. And I'm just like, that's not ever how this works. You never until like way past when you had like Abbott and Costello meeting the monsters, they never fucking crossed over. It wasn't like Dracula and Frankenstein met up like, and they could have, they Boris Karloff and Bella Ghost were making movies at the same time. Like it's like, it, they very well could have, but it was just not something that was done. Yeah, and then and, and when, it became and obsessive. When yeah, and when Dracula and Frankenstein did meet up and shit, uh, 
Frankenstein was played by what Glenn Strange and Dracula was played by uh John Carradine. Uh I mean like you you like I mean it, it's it's weird too because they they set the precedent for crossover stuff because you know like uh you know they had their monster stuff and then like you know you had the the first real crossover which uh Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Um and then like you had what House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula and then Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. You know, where you had them all like all together, you know, say so they basically set the precedent for crossover stuff like, you know, we're bringing all our characters together, you know, saying like one big movie and then like, you know, year like years later and shit, like decades later and they're like, oh, we're going to do that again. But like it's because we see Marvel making all this money and it's like that's why I don't like with DC. Like, of course, because they have comic book stuff. And it's like, how could we do that? Because they're doing that with their comics. We want to do it with our comics. I get it. But how the fuck do you look at a franchise of monsters and decide we want to do like an Avengers type team up? If that's not the dumbest shit I have ever heard in my entire fucking life, like when it comes to like movie studio filmmaking, I don't know what it is. That, that is pure... These people are making money. What do we got that we could do the same thing? Well, we got monsters. Like, you know, they're, I guess they could be super because they're strong and, like, you know, and like maybe we could put them together and kind of, oh, great. Love it. Uh, we're going to get the guy that fucking wrote uh, Transformers 2. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not in any way, and I will never, um, in any way, shape, or form, apologize or defend. The Tom Cruise Mummy film. I'm not going to do it. However, I do I do not blame Roberto Orchi for that movie being a piece of shit as much as I just it's a it's a situation where I mean I definitely don't think he did a good job by any stretch of the imagination. But again, it was the same situation where it was like it was meant to be the start of something that didn't make any sense in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I can't really blame him for that. Like the way that hypothetically universal could have done this. And it, I don't even, I never even thought about this till just now is if they wanted to start, if they had kept going with Brendan Fraser mummy movies, but they had crossed them over with Wolfman, Black Lagoon, Frankenstein, that would have worked. Because it would have been like, and if you wanted to like do a big team up movie, it would have made sense because you were building this thing. But again, it's the problem is they didn't want to build anything. They just wanted to have the thing, and that's not how this shit works. Like, yeah, is it's the same thing that Warner Brothers had with the DC property, where it was like, you guys had a head start from the beginning because, like you said, the Brendan Fraser movie, Mummy movies were popular, uh, and you could have built from there. But no, like they they want to start from scratch and like you know like oh we got Tom Cruise, uh, uh because at this time uh, Brendan Fraser was uh kind of in a downturn of his career, uh he seemed to kind of be kind of blacklisted after that whole uh uh Golden he was but thing. no one knew about it yeah <laughs> yeah 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 nobody was aware you know what I'm saying it's like what happened to Brendan Fraser and it's like we we didn't know that they they were punishing him for fucking uh revealing that uh. Hollywood people are scumbags, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so they was like, yeah, they they they're not going to use him, but it's like it's it's fine. 
Well, he was Tom Cruise. Uh, he, he's a bigger, better movie star. And it's like, we'll get uh, Alex Kurtzman. You know what I'm saying? He wrote Transformers 1 and 2. And he wrote Star Trek as Star Trek 2. And he wrote... What other what fucking shit that he did? I like many of the things he's written. But, like, yeah, no. I definitely think that, like, that movie was fucked from the start. Whereas I feel like the reason I think the Mummy thing would have worked was because, like, they only really did the Mummy for like, the first Mummy movie. And the second one was... The Scorpion King. They were like, that was like the whole thing. You could have just easily swapped that out for Dracula. Like, the third one is the Tomb of the Dragon Empire. Emperor. Could have easily swapped that out for like another, like Frankenstein. Like whatever you want to do. Like you could have easily done this, but they just chose not to. And then they paid for that literally by like losing shit tons of money on the mummy. <laughs> Yo, it's just like, and then, and then it's hilarious too. Cause like you said, they, uh, it was like, eh, like, you know, like, oh, we're, we're out of ideas. And it's like, because you had never had a fucking idea to take in with because you're all idiots. So it's like, hey, hey, Jason Blum, uh, you got any ideas? And it's like, sure. It's like you said, he goes to Lee Winnell. It's like, hey, well, Lee Winnell, you got an idea? And of course, Lee Winnell's like, sure. You know, I got, I got, I got so many ideas because he's incredibly fucking talented and, and just an awesome individual. And then he comes and then like, what, what did that movie cost? Like that movie had to cost like what, $5 million? Yeah, it cost nothing and it made a bunch of money even be, even pre-pandemic like it made it because it came out yeah, yeah. right before the pandemic yeah yeah that was the last movie i saw before the the pandemic hit it the, technically the, that... was but it was also because i saw it opening uh day uh which was way before the pandemic it was like two weeks before and then i saw it like a week before because my friends wanted to go and i was like okay cool i'll see that movie again and then it came the last week i saw because then everything shut the fuck down and i was like okay then right like yeah uh i saw it uh, the Thursday night uh, pre-screening thing. Yeah. And then um, I remember uh, the movie I was going to see the week everything shut down was uh, Bloodshot. And thank God. Oh, I yeah. Did. The, the, <laughs> pandemic, the pandemic did me a fucking favor, you know what I'm saying, by keeping me from seeing that movie. And like, yeah, but so before, I mean, the world was already shitty anyway before the pandemic, but uh, before the world went to complete another shit, uh, the last movie I saw in like a normal world was The Invisible Man, um, b- before everything just became fucked, uh, like thoroughly fucked, I should say. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's like, why couldn't they just do that? Like, and it's like, you spent a hundred and twenty-five million dollars, and like, I'm, that's just the regular budget. Who knows how much they spent on marketing um, to make that mummy movie? And they gave. Lee Winnell, $5 million, and said, do what you want, kid. And he made buku money on that. And it's like, you could have taken all that money you spent on that Mummy movie and made a shitload. You could have made, like, a couple of phases. Like, if you were going to do, like, this franchise, like, uh, adventure-style thing and have phases, you could have done a couple of phases with the amount of money you spent on that one movie. Yeah. But, but, you know, you guys are shitheads and, you know... (laughs) Y'all only know how your only idea is, is to spend money. Yeah, I don't know yeah, how. It's, well, it's because they were chasing trends, and that's the fucking problem. Is like that's why I do give credit to like Jason Blum and stuff because like Jason Blum seems to be smart enough to just be like, just let the filmmakers do what the fuck they want to do, and right. we'll get a good product out of it that we can. Because I remember that was like the thing I heard with um I was listening to a podcast um with Scott Derrickson, and um he had talked about. Uh, Sinister and uh, Black Phone and he was like I had Final Cut on Sinister 
I didn't have Final Cut on Black Phone, but I ultimately did. <laughs> but um, I excuse me, to, hold on to, to, to interrupt. If you heard that, I had just knocked some shit over. But don't be alarmed. I will pick it up later. But go ahead. Finish, Patrick. Um, but like he was like, I because like uh, whenever the studio would give me notes and I'd be like, I don't want to do that. He'd be like, then don't. And like because Kevin, because I guess Jason Blum did have Final Cut. And so he basically gave Final Cut to Scott Derrickson in that respect. And I was like, that's the way this honestly should be. Because I feel like that's what I probably would happen with, with Invisible Man as well. And that's why I think Invisible Man is as rad as it is. Because like, yeah. that's why I was just like, Honestly, the thing that I would do for all of these, if he was interested, is I was like, have Lee Winnell do all of the monsters. Like, have him do Invisible Man, have him do Wolfman, have him do Crystal Black Lagoon, have him do Dracula. Like, whatever he wants to do, give him whatever amount of money he needs and make those fucking movies. And if, like, there is a, there is ways for them to cross over, I'm sure he'll figure, figure them out. And if there isn't, doesn't they don't need to. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Just give me good monster movies and I'm happy. And, like, I will continue to go see them. Like... I didn't even see the mummy in theaters, and I'm glad that I didn't because, like, fuck that movie. But like, no, no, I feel, I feel it's like, and there's so many great filmmakers that you could have hired to do these movies. Like, you know, um, off the top of my head, like, like you could get somebody like like a Scott Derrickson to do like a like a like a Dracula uh, reboot or something. Uh, yeah, like, honestly, just give the whole thing to Jason Blum and just let him do it, and I'd be like, I'm sure we would get a good product out of it, honestly. Like, that's why, like, there's, like, a, a moment in um, Christmas Bloody Christmas where um, they said, like, uh, basically they make fun of uh, Jason Blum movies, and I was just like, I honestly don't understand anyone that likes horror making fun of Jason Blum, because Jason Blum is the dude who's carrying the fucking torch for actually doing original shit. Like, I was like, I can't see being shitty to that dude even though not yeah they're not all great but like the dude is actually apparently pretty fucking filmmaker friendly so everyone should be like bowing down before him right right like yeah they, 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 there's so many creative people that you could fucking find like so many creative filmmakers out now like um who's one of the, like the, the first one that comes off of my head you could get osgood perkins to do like a, a reboot of something like give him a, like a Frankenstein or a Dracula and all that stuff. Give and... Ty West something like yeah, yeah exactly. What he wants to do. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know what I'm saying? There's so many talented filmmakers. You know what I'm saying? Out there who you could have hired. You know, like like you said, put Blum in charge. You know what I'm saying? Uh, give him five million dollars and shit, and say, here, go nuts, kid. You know what I'm saying? And like like you said, uh, a lot of these filmmakers are are used to working with nothing and creating just just uh, amazing pieces of work, and it's like. You could have done that, and it's like you you can't find anybody to do this with a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon because I'm pretty sure like you can find somebody that uh, you know who who's somebody that uh, like has pretty good track record like you know um, uh, like a like a newer newer kind of filmmaker that like, like had Jordan like, Peele. Nah, I think he's too big for that. Now. Okay, that's probably true. <laughs> like, yeah, he he's way too uh, major for that now. But like, um. Like 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 some of the filmmakers that uh, 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 Del Toro had on uh, Cabinet of Curiosities. Yes. Um, oh, um, like somebody like uh, fucking uh, was it David Pryor who did uh, yep 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 who did the autopsy episode. That like, freaked me the fuck out. That 
that creeped me the fuck out really deeply. Like I was really skeeved out with that episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, between that one and uh, Panos Cosmatos episode is my favorite ones of the of the that that season. Um, also, uh, like uh, the the one the, the lady who did uh, episode four, uh, who also did a, a girl walks home at uh, oh, yeah. yeah yeah Anna yeah. Lily Amapur yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like they're, they're there. They're there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but no, you wanted to spend $125 million on a Tom Cruise uh, mummy movie. And it's like, you, you, you could have had, like, so many movies and shit, like, like, that did, like, The Invisible Man and shit. And it's like, and I know a lot of it's due because we haven't seen an Invisible Man movie in a while and shit. And we haven't seen a Creature from the Black Lagoon movie in a while and shit. So it's like, you could have taken any of those filmmakers uh, and just give them five million dollars and say here go nuts and do what you want and shit and i guarantee you they'll give you fucking magic so don't tell me it's not there you just don't have the creative vision to see that uh happen and shit because your whole thing is like we want to spend money because we want to be like marvel and shit you fucking morons (laughs) no yeah that's my thing is like i would still again i'm still down like i would like i just i i think that's i think feature is the most remakeable of all of them not to yeah. say like not to say it's like bad as it exists because i think it's great but um like all of the others the well has kind of been plumbed pretty dry and i don't necessarily mean that it's like a bad thing but it's like at this point what other frankenstein movie could you make right. like i mean i right. guess you could do like a totally modern day version but like even that i'm like I feel like, what are you going to do? And, like, they've kind of proven with Dracula. Like, the, there's the, the, that well is pretty much dry. But I was like, Creature, because that well hasn't been plumbed that much, I'm like, I feel like there's a really cool opportunity if somebody so chose to do it to make a really badass monster movie out of it. Because I do think that the, the prototype of this movie, like, the kind of the, the archetype of it, is a really good blueprint that also you could take in so many different directions. Because, like, as I said, like the main thing about this movie is like it. It definitely gives an air of menace to the character, like the creature, the monster, but you don't get to see it. And I was like, I would like to have somebody do it where I can see it, and I want to see like, because like I feel like Shape of Water explored their relationship, and I was like, that's great, and I like I love that movie. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, I feel like there's an opportunity to do the exact opposite movie where you don't focus on the relationship to humans at all other than Predator and Prey. Right. And like, because that's, that's, that's basically, like, this movie is kind of two movies in and of itself where it's like, it's Predator and Prey, but it's also um, kind of a twisted love story um, because the creature is obviously uh, attracted to uh, the lead uh, female actress. Mm. And... Um, He's also a beast, like, taking out the fucking crew um, one by one. And I was like, it's kind of two movies jammed together that you could also very easily just break apart. And just, like, we've already done Shape of Water, so that's already taken care of. So now do the creature ripping some fucking people apart with his fucking badass claws. Give him some fucking, like, Stan Winston teeth. Like, give me, like, more fucking monster-like creature, and I am super down. Because, like, I haven't seen the sequels, um, but I know that, like, they got super weird with the creature walked amongst us, walks among us and shit. I'm like, I don't want that. I want the exact opposite. I want a more fucking primal beast. 
And like that's, that's what I think this movie does really well. Is it like also the other thing I think they do really well is just that like there's such empathy for the monster that I do think Universal did really well back in the day. Like it's like there's a lot of empathy to Frankenstein, there's a lot of empathy to the Wolfman, there's a lot of empathy to the creature from Michael Gear. Not a lot of empathy to Dracula, but because he's a predator. But like those monsters, the ones that it was like out of their control, I think those filmmakers understood that was the way it should be. And I feel like that's why you could do it again now. Because like that's that's something that doesn't go away. Is like because it's like the whole idea of movies being empathy machines. But like I do think that there is definitely interesting roads to go on. And I do think this movie proves that because as you point out the fucking eyes you can't get anything from because they're very clearly like i mean a it's part part of the design but also b just to like hide the eyes of the person in the suit but um but like there is a massive opportunity i feel like to do more because with that limited um like the the limited palette you had from just what you could do at the time the fact that, like, they did what they did with the creature from Black Lagoon is fucking amazing to me. Like, the fact that, like, that creature you feel something for, despite not really having, you don't really get anything from it. Like, it's like, it's all in the body language of the performer. Right. So I was like, there's definitely more you could do, I think. Like, and I feel like the, the, the way, the direction they went was probably the direction I don't, I mean, I'll see the signals at some point, but I don't think it's the direction I want to see them go in. Because I think that the way that the more primal aspects of it are really interesting and not haven't been explored as much, I don't think. Because I do think this movie does a good job of establishing it, though. Establishing that beast, that creature in that world, in our world. No, yeah, totally. No, I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. That's like, uh, yeah, you said Shape of Water kind of like took the, you know, as far as relationship goes and like, you know, as far as Predator and Prey is like, you think is a direction to go i was thinking like uh maybe uh was it how you say it like johannes roberts yeah uh who did uh 47 meters down as well as uh that uh recent um uh resident evil resident evil uh welcome to raccoon city which we both enjoyed yeah um yeah so i like it's like like so like i was saying there, there, there's a good there's good there's good people out there they just they just gotta look and like you know, and you don't even have to look hard because uh, there's filmmakers out there. So you you could have pulled it off, but you know, you were just being lazy because it's easier to spend money than you know, look for the good filmmakers to pull it off. But you know, that's 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 just my point. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna start uh, stop ranting now and shit because it's like <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna keep getting annoyed. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so um. I feel like I've said all I needed to say because I feel like this movie is just, if you haven't seen it by now, I mean, like, we've definitely spoiled the crap out of it, but it's still worth watching because it's still, again, it's, it's, of the Universal Monster movies, I feel like it's kind of the most underrated one. Um, so, like, I definitely would recommend it. Um, but I also, like, I just, I don't know, I feel like there's more to be done with it. And I would like to see other people watch it and see what their ideas are on it. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, this has been uh, Chainsaws and Claws and uh, if you want to find us on Instagram I actually kind of have something going on Instagram currently um, we have a Twitter 
we have a we have a hive, right? Yes, we do. Okay, so yeah, so we have uh, various social medias in which you can find us on, um, and if you wanted to listen to the podcast, you already are. But if you want to find it other places, we exist on Apple. Uh, we exist on apparently Stitcher, uh, Spotify, all of that. Um, but yeah, so enjoy the rest of your well, I guess day or evening, depending when you're listening to this. Bye. Bye.